The Horrible Gamers podcast may contain content not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Horrible Gamers podcast show number 397. We record on June the 14th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Jesus Gonzalez. She's Today, I'm joined by my friend from Little Big Ohio, the Mayo, Steve Willers here. Welcome back, Steve. Welcome. Hey, Jesus. How's it Hi. going? Hi. Yeah. Hi. You're back. You're back. Little, little big hot Ohio. Oh my gosh, it's hot here today. Little big and hot Ohio, huh? Mm. Yeah, it's hot over here. It's. <laughs> uh, I think tomorrow they said we're going to have a record temp uh, for that day in June, whatever oh, it is. Weird. It's going to be like just under 100. What? Which I know you guys say probably like, oh, it's only a hundred or a hundred. Uh, but yeah, it's it's different here. Yeah. I mean, last year here, it hit 117. That was like super hot, dude. That was like insanely hot. That was like the fucking, what the hell's going on? Kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I get really. Morning and I'm like, holy crap, it's warm out. It rarely hits that hot here. Yeah, last year it did. This year, though, I mean, right now it's actually raining outside, dude. Like, it's kind of like, it's like 60 degrees out there, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we had storms last night. So, like, it was really hot. And then it, like, huge storms Humid. come rolling through. And then it, like, it just stayed hot. Like, the humidity uh, was still well, high. That's annoying. I hate when that happens. I think, I think yesterday, oh, the whole entire day, the humidity was, like, 90-some percent. That's oh, insane. But uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, no, Gunny Chief couldn't make it this, this week because Gunny is in Hawaii. Yeah, it's probably a little warm there as well. He's in Hawaii. He texted us this morning, right? He's telling us, oh, I missed my flight. We're like, we're like, you fucking boomer, man. We're like, you show, yeah, up to, you, you show up to the mall like three hours before it opens and you wait outside and you miss your fucking flight. How does that happen, Gunny? Come on right? now. Literally, man, like he shows up to the mall before it even opens and waits outside to do his mall walking or whatever he does. And then the airport, he can't show up three hours early for his flight to get to security. Come on, come on. Right. Gunny. I mean, yeah, I mean, you would think, you know, this is Hawaii trip. You know, you're paying. Yeah. You all would this think- money to go to Hawaii. You're planning all this out. You're planning for months to go to Hawaii and you're late the day the flight goes. And then. <laughs> His comment right after it was probably the funniest thing to me. He was like, oh, well, at least I have seven days to game. I'd be a little upset that I missed my flight to Hawaii. But then yeah. they, later on, they, found, they found another one later. So, <laughs> No big deal, guys. I have seven days to game. No big deal. <laughs> Just missed out on Hawaii. That's all. Yeah, no, yeah well, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure his wife was like, no, motherfucker. We're going to get on a flight. You better find another one right away. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Oh, anyways. Speaking of, no, we wow. might have a we might have a guest here jumping in. Oh, oh wow. he's muted. Go. Hold on one second. You're okay. on speaker. How do I get you on speaker? Jeez. I muted him actually oh, last night. We were my. talking. There we go. He's back. Hi, honey. Hey, what's up, guys? You're you're automatically on speaker apparently. It's yeah. Not, I don't have headphones in. Just walking down to. uh get a rental car for a couple days <laughs> i thought you guys recorded last night <laughs> we're recording right now actually welcome to the show gunny hey what's up guys 
<laughs> yeah, anyway, so there's Gunny live from Hawaii, ladies and gentlemen. He just joined us. He's he's in a remote location right now. <laughs> yeah, Gunny. How's Hawaii, Gunny? Yeah, it's pretty good so far. It's actually not even that hot. It's like 86 degrees. It, it doesn't feel like Australia or the Fiji Islands where it's like super muggy and humid. So yeah, I apologize that. for the noise, but... See, Jesus, I told you, it's warmer in Ohio today than it is in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. Anyways, Gunny, we hope you have fun out there, but get get off this damn call. We're, we're, we're trying to record here, Gunny. I know, I know. I'm going to get off because it's too loud. I don't have my earbuds with me. And uh, People are yeah, like, who is this guy talking to? Who the hell is he talking <laughs> to right now? <laughs> All right, Gunny. All right, we'll have fun. Catch you later. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, but get my car, go to the beach, go to Pearl Harbor, and uh, come back and play some mobile games and some uh, whatever disc I can get for the PS3. That's X, what's in X the Cloud. Room. X Cloud. Yeah. Use the cloud. Use I'll the cloud. See if they have they, they, what do you mean they have it? You have it on your phone. Use the fucking yeah. cloud. I know, but I don't have a controller. I guess I can use touch controls. Yeah, there you bring go. An Xbox controller with me. And go buy yeah, one. Go, go download it, uh, uh, Diablo Immortal as well. You, you can give us a review yeah. on oh, that yeah. next week. Yes, I tried to download that, but so now I have Wi-Fi. I can get it on. Yeah, we're good to go. All right, <laughs> I'm going to go before I get lost here. I'm oh. walking down to the car. Enterprise Rent-A-Car. All right, Gunny, you take it easy, buddy. Later. All right, later, guys. <laughs> Anyways, that was Gunny, ladies and gentlemen. He joined us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at underscore horrible gamers. Leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you can find our podcast and you can leave a review. Leave us a review. We appreciate five stars. Also, join our Facebook group, Horrible Gamers Podcast Community. That is a close group on Facebook. I'm saying you post in there, stays in there, and only in there. And also, you can support the show with the money by heading on over to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash horrible gamers and give us a little bit of money every month. Like our friend Leahy, Jason Sams, Robert Noble, Sean Patrick. Chad, Henley, Porkchop Poo, Nipron, the best HTB host ever, Evan, a big girls in plural, Big D Tanaka, <laughs> Jonathan Titan, Big D Hall, and the first HTB patron, Bill Still, even the biggest D, Garner the second, the Elden Lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, go support us with the monies over there. And you can also get yourself some nice HGP gear over at Redbubble. Head on over to Redbubble. Just search Horrible Gamers in the search bar. You'll see somebody wearing our shirt. You click on that guy or girl or they or them, whatever they identify as, a picture, I guess. You click on that, and you'll be able to buy over 80 items in that store, such as water bottles, a T-shirt, a hoodie, a, a clock, a mug, a, a a little sack thing, uh, whatever, an acrylic block, maybe some socks, uh, whatever you want to find. It's all in there. Hunt on over to Red Bull, get yourself some gear. And uh, also, big shout out and thank you to our friends over at Manscaped. You know, you know, Mayo. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't the 80s anymore, Mayo. You got to trim down there, you know. I don't know if you know this, Mayo, but you got to trim down there and keep them nice and shaven and clean, clean cut. Okay, Mayo? Clean cut. But it won't cut right. you. It won't cut you, though. Due to the patent, patented 
skincare technology in the Manscape razor machine lawnmower 3.0 <laughs> which Mel you can use in the shower you can use it in the right. shower and uh, yeah it is it is water resistant you can use it in the shower it is pretty nice it actually has like a little flashlight on it and shit like like it's actually really nice ladies and gentlemen and it works really well I mean I, I is supposed to be for your boss, but I don't know if you could use it somewhere else. But you could try. I don't know. Give, if somebody buys one and wants to use it somewhere else, yeah, I, I guess you're more than welcome to try. I mean, I don't know how that would work. Or maybe, but use it for your balls, gentlemen. Okay, use it for your balls. Anyways, head over to Manscaped.com. Use promo code HGP20. Get yourself twenty percent off any purchase on the site with free worldwide shipping. That is code HGP20. And, uh, yeah, enjoy some nice products from Manscaped.com. Also, I want to give a quick thank you to our friend Phantom Mech for the intro and outro music to the podcast. You can find his music over on YouTube, Bandcamp, uh, Pandora, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Music. Find them anywhere, Phantom Mech. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, talk about video games real quick, Mel. I really haven't played much this week. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've yeah. only really played like one major game, and that is a uh, Battlefield 2042. So big update came out this week. So the the battle pass is finally now live, live the battle pass. All right. So the battle pass works a lot, like the Fortnite battle pass. I didn't have to buy the battle pass, so I don't know how much it is. I'm gonna assume it's five or ten dollars. That's my assumption, or maybe it's free because uh, it's season one. I it don't came know. Free with yours, right? Yeah. Did, did it come free with the gold or whatever? If you bought the gold version of yeah. Battlefield, you got the first season for free. Yeah, and, and I believe if you beat the season, it's one of those things where, like, if you beat the season, it gives you enough enough of the battle points. I think they call them battle points or something, or battle bucks or whatever the fuck they call. It. They have a currency in the game. It's called like battle points or battle something. Or battle coins. I don't know. Something battle. Okay, that's a, the word battle on it, Mayo, damn it. Okay? <laughs> and and it gives you enough of those to buy the other pass. So, like, if you get all 100 levels of the pass, you're pretty much going to be guaranteed that you can afford to buy the next pass. Now, you can use, use those coins or those whatever, that currency, to buy, like, a skin or something else in the store. But I haven't seen anything else in the store besides the battle pass. So, I don't know if they're going to just stick to the battle pass or if they're going to eventually start adding more items, cosmetic items. I hope they're just cosmetic items because I hate when a store adds an item that's like a gun, but you can only buy that gun. You know what I mean? You cannot, like, unlock it by playing it somehow. Yeah. You have to just buy that weapon, which kind of sucks. And I, and I sort of understand it for like melee weapons, maybe like if they like add a knife, because everyone you have a knife no matter what, right? But if you want that that knife with that look, I guess that skin on it or whatever, I guess I don't really mind that. But if you like, like say you add a new sniper rifle to the game or you add a new assault rifle to the game. And then you have to tell me, oh, now you have to buy this assault rifle because the only way to get this assault rifle is to buy it. That's what I don't like. So hopefully they don't do that. Um, hopefully they listen and they 
they're, they're listening to their fans and they just stick to the battle pass and they add because they did add guns to the game with the battle pass mail there is new weapons that you unlock but you unlock them through progression within the battle pass and you unlock them regardless if you bought the battle pass or not so it's just like any other battle pass you can think of uh, PUBG, you can think of Call of Duty, you can think of Fortnite, where they have the free tiers and they have the paid tiers, uh, like even like Apex or whatever, you know. So like, if you get to level ten, no matter what, if you play the game, you're gonna get to level ten eventually, right? So mm-hmm. you get to level ten, you unlock a certain amount of items, which is like a gun, a character, uh, maybe um, I think one's a helicopter. Like, there's two new helicopters they added to the game. I haven't flown the hel- those helicopters. They, I did unlock one of them, the American one, but I haven't unlocked the Russian one, the ones that the Russians in the game use. So, but I mean, the American one is unlocked at level 8. The Russian one is unlocked at level 9. Uh, Liz, which is the new operator, she is pretty cool. She's like an engineer operator. So she has equipped a a rocket launcher that she has on her, which has two missiles that you can fire. I mean, obviously, you don't fire them at the same time. You fire one and then fire the other one. And then they kind of like recharges like all the other operators where the the little thing fills up again and then it'll recharge your, your shots or whatever. But what's cool about these missiles, Mayo, is that you can free fire them so you can you fire them kind of like a javelin so you can point it at something and just fire it doesn't lock onto anything but you control the missile once it leaves the launcher you can fly it around and like turn it around a building make it go oh, into nice. a building so that's kind of cool and the missile has pretty it doesn't have like an old unlimited range it has there is a limit to it like how far you can shoot it or whatever before it blows up or runs out i think it runs out of fuel uh, but it does have like a boost mode. So you press the boost, like I think on the keyboard is shift. And when you do that, it'll boost the missile. And you, you can kind of use that to catch up to like helicopters or whatever, you know, like if you're trying to shoot down a jet or something and the fucker's flying by at full speed and you're trying to catch up to it. You can use that boost to try to catch the jet. I mean, it, I will say though that when you use the boost, like you cannot really turn the missile very well. Like it's fucking going fast. So like, it's hard to turn it once you boost it. You know, when it's not boosted, you can turn it pretty good. But once you boost that shit, you better hope that fucker stays in a straight line. Because cause there's been a few times where, like, I was about to hit the fucking Osprey, you know, like the transport helicopter. And I was about to hit him. And he just moved so slightly where, like, the missile flew, like, right past it. Like, I'm like, fuck! And then, you gotta, and then, and then you gotta wait for it to blow up or it blows up. And then... And then, then she like you pull down your launcher, then you grab them, you pull out the fucking thing, then you put the other missile into it. So it takes a few seconds to oh, reload. Yeah. That was my next question: was if it was like a, since she had two of them, it was like an instant reload, or no, or it's, that it's not an instant, animation no. in between again. Yeah, there's an animation in between. It's not super long, but it's like at least a second or two. So like you have to sit there and watch her pull it out and put the other one in, lock it in or whatever, and then you could aim and then shoot again. It's not very long, but when you're in the, in the heat of a moment, you know, when the helicopter's oh, yeah. right there, you want to shoot that fucker down right away. And as soon as you shoot the first missile, they could kind of see where you shot it from, you know, because they can follow the smoke trail where the where the missile came. And now, now they're turning around to come and shoot at you and you're trying right. to fucking reload and hide and you're trying to reposition and it's fucked and it gets kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, it's kind of into all the time with the uh, the last character on the the assault class when you had the uh, the rocket launcher. I would come across a tank, you know, and I'd hit it, 
I'd pull out the little rocket launcher, hit it, and it'd damage it. But the tank would know where I'm at at that point. And I'm like, yeah. going to hide behind a little crate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's this big, long, automated, you know, reload sequence. And uh, you're like, okay, hurry, 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 reload, reload, reload. Next thing you know, like, the tank just blows up the whole area, and you're just dead. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, I, told- I could just reload faster, you know? I totally get that. So yeah, that's kind of how this is where the, the reload animation does take like a few seconds or a second or two. But um, the character is kind of cool. Uh, I you know I think that that ability is a pretty cool ability to be able to control your missile. It kind of scares away the helicopters a lot more now. They're easier to scare away now. Because the other option you had was to just use the anti-air uh, stinger missiles, right? But those take like a second, like a few seconds to lock on or whatever. And then if they fire flares, they can just sit there for a few more seconds and take off, you know? And that's kind of like shitty because, you know, with this one, you can kind of avoid the flares. Even if they pop the flares, you can kind of bypass them almost and get around yeah, them. Yeah, because you have, you have control, so it's not yeah. going to chase them. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I like the character, Liz. And the new map, so the new map is kind of really cool, man. It's a very, um, it's a map based in Canada. So it's a Canadian map. Ooh. And uh, so this map is kind of like on the side of like a cliff or a mountain kind of thing. And it has like three or four bases on the top of the mountain. It has like two bases inside the middle of the mountain, like some tunnels. And then on the cliff, on the bottom of the cliff, there's another two or three, four bases down there. So there's a bunch of objectives on top, objectives inside the mountain and objectives on the bottom. There's They put zip lines everywhere in that one. So you can zip line everywhere, use these zip lines to get to the top, to the bottom. And one of the coolest characters that I use in that mode is Sundance, which is the chick that has the, uh, she has the, uh, what you call it? The, like the tracker the glider grenades. Yeah, no. she has, yeah, she has the glider in, but she also has the, like the tracker grenades or whatever, you know, like the, they lock onto like enemy vehicles or she has the cluster grenade or whatever. I like her in that map because, you know, you have the ability to scare off vehicles with your anti-vehicle grenade or whatever, but you also have this cluster grenade that you can equip when you're inside the mountain in these, like, tight corridors and you're fighting through, like, a hallway to get into a room. You can throw these cluster grenades down the into the room, you know, and push everybody back from the door. Um, so that's kind of yeah, cool. I, I remember playing with you that one time, and we kept dying. We were, like, pushed into this one hallway. And uh, somebody kept using these cluster grenades, and it was killing like large groups of us at a time. Yeah, you know, that, that, like, that thing is so deadly. Yeah, that thing is super powerful, super, super powerful. But um, but yeah, man, like um, I, I've really been having a blast with that map. That map is really cool, especially with that with that character also because she does have the wingsuit thing or whatever, like a flying squirrel kind of. And um, so you fly around. You can deploy your shoe from the top of the mountain and kind of fly around the whole top, you know, and, and just kind of land on top of things and, and kind of land on. Sometimes you can, like, position yourself where you land, like, on the side of the mountain, like, on a rock. And now you have kind of, like, a cool sniping spot, you know, like, where you can see down on everybody. And they, it's kind of hard for them to spot you up there, you know. Eventually, you do get spotted because of your lens, your, you know, your scope glare or whatever. The little, you know, like, the little... Thing they add to all video games where the sniper scope you know it glares a little bit on the sunlight so people are eventually going to spot you but 
for like the first few kills, you know, you can scare people off pretty good because they don't know where the hell you're shooting from and you're just fucking taking them out with the sniper rifle. And, and like I know I learned that one of the sniper rifles is a one hit kill now where like pretty much as long as you land a, a good like torso shot, no matter in the back or the front or a headshot, obviously. It's it's a one hit kill like it's just automatic boom one hit kill like now if you shoot him in the leg or something and maybe it won't kill them but it will damage him quite a bit and you'll probably get an assist or like a you'll get a kill by assist kind of type thing um, because now they also added that to the game where like if you damage someone and somebody else kills that person you also get kind of rewarded for that kill so like it kind of counts as a, as a kill for you as well so like. I know they had that in previous Battlefield games, and this one they didn't have it in the beginning, but then people were kind of complaining, like, well, man, like, I'm sitting there and suppressing the hallway, you know, and I'm damaging people, and these guys come in, and they'll just kind of clean up after what I, all the damage I did, and then they get all the kills, and I'm like, I just got a bunch of assists, which is kind of lame, but now you kind of get, like, the, you get the kill XP as well, you got, like, 50 XP or 70 XP, I think it's based on how much damage you did to each character that the person killed, um... So there's that. Uh, like I said, there's new vehicles, new helicopters. I haven't tried them out, but they look kind of cool, man. They look futuristic, kind of. They look like... So they don't look like the helicopters that are in the game now. They look kind of like... Or the previous ones that were in the game. They look a little more futuristic. And I don't know if they're one-seater helicopters, because they kind of look like they're a one-person helicopter. So maybe you're in there by yourself, instead of having like other people fly around with you or whatever. Because in the regular attack, the like the Apache helicopters or whatever, you know, you have you and then you have the gunner seat or whatever. And this new one, I think it's just you in the in the cockpit. I might be wrong, though. I haven't tried it because I don't know. So don't quote me on that, but I don't know, man. I might be wrong, but it looks it looks cool. So I'd like to try that out. Um, and yeah, like Brink was saying that when he tried it out, you know, before, you know, I would always tell you guys that Brink was having a lot of issues with the game where... He was getting like screen flashes or screen freezing or, or screen Stutter. just stuttering. You know, it wasn't running very well for him. And he said all of a sudden with this, with the new Battle Pass update or whatever, that the game has really been performing like really smoothly for him. He said it's like really good now. Like it it, it runs really well, and it's no stuttering anymore, no flashing screen, nothing, no weird shit going on. You know, which is kind of a cool thing to see. You know, to you know, because other people may have been experiencing the same thing. That, that he was because they have the same kind of hardware or whatever on their computer. Um, but yeah, Battlefield, man. I, I'm excited to play more of it. I was thinking about that today because I'm like, man, I wonder how many like how many days do I have in the Battle Pass? I was just thinking that today at work. I'm like, how many days do I have in this fucking Battle Pass to get to level 100, you know? Because there's 100 levels and when you get to the level 100, you unlock like a bunch of special skins for like the characters and shit. So... I'm I'm looking forward to getting that. I think Liz gets like a special like veteran like premium. Uh, I think they call it like a premium skin or something. She it looks kind of cool. It looks like super cool kind of compared to the shit she's wearing when you first get her as a character. Um, do you think uh, Do you think it's brought in more players since the battle yeah, has come out? I, I do. Like actually. People are coming back to the game, and and it seems like it's a better populated server. Yeah, yeah, so I was playing it, and uh, I was playing this mode, which was that new map 24-7, and there was a few times where I got in it, and it said there was no players in the lobby, they were waiting for players, 
So I don't know if like DICE for some reason had just maybe they spun up a lot of servers or a lot of like matches for this one new map and and I happened to get into an empty one and then I had to wait for like a couple minutes to like for it to add players so it could start. I don't know if that was the case or what, but I mean the people in the chat that were chatting in the game all of them seem to like the new update. They were all saying, like, the new update is kind of cool. They did a pretty good job with this update. They, they've added some stuff that we like. Uh, a lot of, like, the sentiment around it was that the game is kind of good now. Not perfect, and it's not any... It's not Battlefield 4, right? It's not. Not even at this point, it's not. But it's it's getting there. Like, it, you could tell that they have, like, the foundation, kind of, and, and they could really make it great. They just have to keep chugging along with it. Now... I do, I don't know if you know this, if it's in the news or not, but one of the creative directors of the game, or I think it was the director of the game, over at DICE, they had just announced recently that they are going down to a skeleton crew on Battlefield 2042. He said that the crew at DICE, or the you know, developer of the team, the, the main developer, DICE in Sweden, they're moving over to um, to work on a new game. When everyone's assuming that that's Battlefield 6, which could, you know, it makes sense, right? They probably are working on a Battlefield 6 now, so... Yeah, they probably had 6 in the works already, like, yeah. as soon as 42 launched, you know? Even I mean, before always, it launched. Ahead, yeah. yeah. So they did announce that they're, they're, they're breaking down the 2042 team to a skeleton crew, and that they will be focused on the updates, the maps... And whatever new content comes out for the battle pass, the stuff. battle pass content probably. Yeah, so which, I, which is probably a lot of work in itself, really. I mean, yeah, we think we think of what it is because you say you do a hundred levels of stuff. You know, if you want to give a piece of item, piece of content away for every level, you got to sit and create a hundred game, you know, a hundred items in game every every pass. So yeah. you got to come up with stuff and ideas, and then draw it and render it. I'm sure, like, oh, a skin, you know, probably isn't the hardest to come up with. But, you know, you, it probably has its, it has to meet certain criteria, you know. Like, if you're a person designing a skin, yeah. you probably can't just make one. You probably have bosses you got to pass it on to, and it has to get okayed. And so I can see how some of that could take some time, and it would take a little bit of a crew. Hopefully, they can just keep doing some updates on the game as well, you know, and be able yeah. to focus on that, and not just the 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 season pass content. Yeah, so do I. And I hope that they're able to also make like a new new maps and whatnot, you know, like that would be yeah. cool. Now, I I did get to play with you earlier than this week. You did. We, we got to play some, and I finished up. I I was still running my trial on it, so it let me use this trial this whole time. And it was kind of disappointing because I was actually really getting the groove of it and kind of the flow of things at that point. We'd played for a couple of days in a row, I think. And uh, I'm like, oh, I have a couple hours left on my on my on my you know trial. And I remember we were we were sitting there playing, and I had a really good game going. And all of a sudden, the game just like shuts off, <laughs> and it just straight up on it for it. It didn't tell me my trial was over or anything like that. But then when I went back to the origin story, you know, it was like buy the game. So. Which I, I have not bought it yet. I should pick, go ahead and pick it up. I was really starting to enjoy it. Uh, it. It grew on me a lot. Like you said, it's no, it's no Battlefield Four, um, but it, but it's still good. And there's still enough people playing, and the game just felt fresh. And it's just kind of fun, just running around and just random engagements with people. You're running along, and you find them snipers that are hiding on the roof. You know, you're trying to take them out, and you kill one or two of them, and you kind of you're going along or 
or like I said, if you find a tank, you know, you pull out your your rocket launcher, you hit it once, it may kill you. But like at least you get the assist or whatever later on if they take it out or whatever. You're trying to run back over there again and try and take it out because you want to get your revenge and and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun getting into the vehicles and stuff. But still, like I said, I wish it had more destruction. Uh, you know, you know, it doesn't have that typical Battlefield Four or Battlefield Five or even destruction. But you know, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. That's probably you know what we have is what we're going to get and. Um, they, you said too. They they opened up more maps, right? It had some more of the classic maps. If I remember right, like you were saying, like uh, the last yeah, yeah. So they 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 didn't. Well, they didn't open up the map. They added. So remember how um, uh, the server browser for I forget what the fuck they call it. Uh, what do they call it? Whatever they call yeah, it, it the, the server fucking bullshit. So they added a new playlist in there, which is called uh, Battlefield Exodus, and that's uh, it'll it combines so like new maps and old maps, so it'll take the Battlefield twenty forty two maps, Battlefield three maps, I think yeah they're Battlefield three maps, uh, and it'll bring those into the playlist, and you can play as the operators, the new operators in that mode. The only downside to that is that in that mode, it's not 128 players. It drops down to 64 only, mm. which is a kind of shitty. But at the same time, I feel like with 64 players, you have a better chance of getting more kills and being really good in a vehicle. Like, what I what I hate about the 64-player the mode is that the vehicles become like like really OP, especially like the Russian helicopter, like the transport helicopters or the Osprey, those things become kind of like unkillable, man, like really hard to take them out because what I find is usually that like there's like me and maybe like another guy on the map or two other people on the map that are trying to take these fucking things out, you know, and they're just coming in and they'll just... They'll wipe out a whole team in an objective, like, in seconds. They'll just come in with the guns and just wipe everybody out in, like, literally, literally, like, five seconds. Everyone's dead. And then people jump out of the helicopter and cap the objective, and the helicopter's just hovering there. And you're trying to lock onto it, and then you lock onto it, and you shoot your missile, and then it pops flares. Then you can't lock onto it for, like, another four seconds after it pops its flares it doesn't lock on again so you gotta sit there and keep aiming at it to try to lock on again and try to get another fire and like another shot off and it's just kind of too long for that you know and like i feel like the vehicles are really open and even like the tanks like the tanks will come in and they'll just fuck everybody up and like not a lot of people to carry the rocket launcher so it, it it feels like the vehicles are really OP in the 64 mode where in the 128 player mode i found that the vehicles are more it's easier to take them out because there's a lot more players focused on taking them out too. So mm -hmm. you got a lot of people that are just folk working with you to take these fucking things out. So maybe you'll see another guy shoot his missile at the helicopter. The helicopter pops his flares and now you have to wait. But as soon as you get a lock on, boom, you fucking fire your missile. And, and then another person will fire their missile. And then you guys take it out because you both like, like I just got hit like three or four times with missiles and it'll just go down right away. Whereas in the 64 player mode, it's just kind of hectic. But I do enjoy those maps, like the, the old maps. It kind of has like a cool aesthetic to them. They're more detailed, in my opinion, than the current new maps. Like, the new maps feel very barren to me. They feel very... 
they look they feel too clean for battle like a like a war zone you know like everything looks too too nice everything looks too mm. clean to be a war zone it's just yeah, dust. I can see that you know it doesn't feel like you're in a battle area like like yeah Caspian border and no shark canals the maps that are in the other playlist like yeah at first it's all nice but then like once the match is like halfway through dude everything's fucked up like buildings are fucking blown up fences are taken out fucking trees are blowing up shit's everywhere you know flying everywhere it's kind of hectic where like the, the battlefield 2042 maps i feel like there's really not a lot of destruction because there's not there's no like the destruction is just missing where Battlefield 4 had a lot of destruction and Battlefield 5 had destruction and Battlefield 1, even those World War 2 and World War 1 games, they all had like a lot of destruction in them, dude, you know? And like they had the little thing where you can, like I remember, I don't know if you remember Battlefield 5, but they had that that thing where you could build up like little defenses and shit, like you can pull out a little hammer. Oh, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You throw down sandbags and that was kind of cool, right? Because that kind of build up your little, like if somebody blew up a wall, you can run up to that wall now and like, Throw sandbags little, over it, yeah. you know, and build like another little wall in front of it to kind of block it, you know. So that's kind of cool. And they kind of took all that out. They got rid of all that. So it kind of sucks that they did because that stuff was kind of cool. And I really, I really, I was like, like there was a few matches in Battlefield um, 5 where all I did most of the entire fucking match was just sit at, at a base and like rebuild everything, dude. I would just build everything. I would put down barbed wire, fucking those little t anti-tank fucking things or whatever. So yeah, I kind of miss all that. Anyway, do you think the new operator will help these old? Or you were saying like uh, with the sixty-four players in the match, with the vehicles being OP, whatever. That new operator will help that because they'll have Maybe. to waste those flares and stuff against those grenades and. And stuff like that, so maybe it'll make that a little better. Maybe I don't know. I hope it does. I, I like that they added this operator though, because we kind of needed this operator. Like vehicles in twenty forty two feel a little overpowered overall. Like they're just the flares and shit. It's just very OP, dude. Like this is very hard to take down a helicopter in that fucking game. It really is. Mm -hmm. Like if if a pilot is really good and he's able to like time everything where he can fly away, like and just take off on you and, and there's no other plane or jet trying to shoot at him and take him out too like it's really hard to take these fuckers down man you know it, it really is so I am kind of glad we have that operator um, but yeah anyways I enjoy Anything playing else? Battlefield pretty, pretty much just Battlefield uh, oh man uh, I want to say yes I was going to try some Ready or Not. I don't know if the update came out yet. I'm going to check again this week, see if... I think by this week, the update will be out for it. Um, I think they were talking about they pushed it back a little bit because they wanted to make sure it'd be right. But Ready or Not Mayo is going to get a huge update coming up here. Uh, this update will include uh, new, like, a new crackhead in one of the houses or whatever. It's like this... Like, like new character models for the bad guys and the civilians in the game. You know how, like, everyone kind of looks the same kind of in the maps, like the civilians and whatnot? Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes you can't tell if somebody's a bad guy or a good guy because they all kind of, they're all dressed the same. Well, and ready or not, they're, they're kind of saying that now um, uh, they're going to add 
new characters to it. And remember that map that was like the test map where like you were in like that mansion that was kind of like in like Malibu or something like it was like that big mansion that had like four levels to it and there was like a birthday party going on. That was like a test level because there was like no textures on the wall. That one actually now has art. Like like they put all the textures into the game. Like the you can see the mansion, you can see the walls, the like the buildings finished inside. Um, they added a new map uh, or actually the club map um, has now also add, got textures added to the club as well. So now the club is kind of finished. They said that the character models are still not done and the characters are still being worked on. But the like the map itself is done. They said the map is done. The textures are done on the map. And they've added new maps to the game. So it says here that they added a map called the Ridgeline Mail, which is a former USIA analyst uh, has a warrant for his arrest over the suspected murder of five police officers. And uh, so, yeah, he uh, he's in, in a police department. <laughs> so he went into a police department and he shot at police officers. And uh, so, yeah, so you're going to have to shoot this guy in a police department. So go in there and uh, assume he's an active shooter situation or something. Uh, another map is called the hospital. And... Um, uh, so yeah, it's a active shooter in a hospital. So good luck with that one. They said, and another one is called agency. Uh, this is one of the poorest neighborhoods in the city. They said, and, uh, it's called the row. And as a SWAT team, you're going to be serving a search warrant. And so, yeah, it's going to be a, an illicit pornography ring that you're taking down. So I'm assuming it's like the other one where you're saving the, the prostitutes or the, the human traffickers or whatever in the other map. I'm assuming it's like that, but this one will be like in a like in a shitty neighborhood, I guess. I don't know. They also said they added cloth physics to the game in certain levels mail. So curtains, beds, beads, plastic covers will now be able to be interacted with and, and walked through. And they also added clothing to the AI, like clothing physics to the AI clothes. Um, they also added a new... Uh, SWAT officers, so they got a Ranger Green SWAT uniform now. Um, they added new IR strobes uh, that you can put on your helmet and on your like shirt and on your vest. So when you're wearing like the night vision goggles, you'll have like little strobe lights on them that can you can that detect. Can be Yes, exactly. Because there's been a few times, right, where me and you have shot at each other or you shot oh, me or you shot one of our guys because they came through the other door and we were going in through the other door and Somehow there was a miscommunication and we saw a bad guy in there because he started shooting at us. So we freak out and we start shooting in there. And then the, the other SWAT team comes around the corner and he, we fucking shoot him because we're like, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. We well, thought we you were. time you don't have. So you yeah, you, response, yeah so. you literally have like a point three seconds to fucking respond, like shoot the guy or not. And yeah, so I think uh, IR strobes are going to be pretty cool. Uh, they said they added new helmets with, with improved details and modeling. They added a new night vision goggle mesh to it. So I'm, I'm assuming they added like some kind of new, uh, you know, like the, maybe the white phosphorus. Maybe they added a new type of phosphorus to the to the thing. And they also added a SWAT anti-stab vest. So, because there's now characters, I don't know if you noticed in the, in the update they before, knives, right? but there's people that do have knives and they run at you with the fucking knives. So... Um, they added an anti-stab vest, I guess. 
I don't know. I think I would rather take the armor over the anti-stab vest. Yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know, basically you can choose before you go into the level yeah. what kind of loadout you have. So you could choose the anti-stab vest or like armor, like Jesus was saying. And I think there's what, two different kinds of armor? And they're like a heavy yeah, armor and a lighter a, armor. Yeah, there's a heavy one and a light one, yeah. And I'm assuming that the anti-stab vest will probably be like a lighter one compared to the heavy armor. Um, you can also wear a ballistic mask. So, like, if you get shot in the face, the mask will sometimes stop, like... It won't stop, like, high-caliber weapons, but it'll stop, like, maybe a pistol if it sh- they shoot you in the face. Like, it'll kind of save your ass a little bit there. <laughs> uh, they added new vehicles to the game. Mail cars can now be interacted with in many ways. Side mirrors can be shot off. Glass can be broken and shot through. Airbags will be deployed and can be deployed. And tires can be shot out, which will lower the car to the side that the tire gets shot out from, you know. So that's kind of cool. They also added, uh, says here, vehicles are safest behind the wheels of the car and behind the engine block. So I'm assuming the bullets will rip through the car or whatever, you know. Um, So there's that. They also added new vehicle types that have been added to the game, such as a, a truck, uh, new police cars, a private ambulance, various sedans and trucks and whatever. Uh, there's also destructible props now. So lamps, water coolers, vending machines, chip bags, glass bottles, plates, arcade machines, fire extinguishers, and balloons can all be shot at and destroyed, man, and many yeah, more. balloons, of all things. Well, remember that one level has that birthday party, so there's balloons everywhere in that level. and um also you will learn a lot about the world that you're in uh through environmental storytelling so they're gonna have like more details of like the world that you're in in, and all the maps you know and uh, flashlights are now brighter with the wider cone and no longer use the ies system uh you can you can see that uh some doors can no longer be locked because they don't have a lock on them uh, and civilians in an active shooter uh, situation will run to towards your spawn once they are in sight of a cop and within a safe space. So that's kind of cool. So if you run into a room and there's no shooter in there and you're trying to get people out and uh, they'll just run away towards the safe area, you know, that's kind of neat. Um, so, yeah. And uh, so they fixed a bunch of stuff as well. And... Uh, I'm excited for this fucking update. I really am. It looks so fucking cool. Um, you can you can now... Uh, <laughs> wow, this is kind of cool, man. Kind of like realistic here, man. So once you shoot somebody, say you shoot a bad guy, and they go down, you can actually, after you report them that they're dead, you can handcuff them. <laughs> no, you can okay. handcuff them after you report them they're dead. Or, 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 or because some... AI, they said, will now fake being dead. I was getting ready to say they're going to have you fake. Yes. They said that some AI will, will, like, if you shoot at them and you don't hit them, they'll act like you hit them and they'll fall to the ground like they're dead. So is your, you have to now report them and then handcuff them to make sure you secure, like, the gun and shit. Like, one more thing you have to do now. Now it's like you got to tag the body. You got to tag the evidence. Now you got to handcuff the body. Well, but remember, like, in the last one, they added the thing to where, where the, if the guy was giving up or, or the woman or whatever, if they were giving up, like, they could pull, they could reach into their waistband really fast and just pull out another gun and fucking start shooting, right? Right. So, like, or they could pull out a knife and run at you really fast or whatever, you know, like, 
they could do all that. Or like, even if you're walking up to them, they can like all of a sudden pull out a gun and just start fucking shooting at you. So it kind of makes sense that it, people would play dead, you know, and you have to handcuff them. Make sure they're not going to come behind you and kill you when you run past them or whatever. Um, they've also added blood splatter uh, when explosive vests explode. Uh, they added gore. Uh, they've added uh, electronic doors with key cards. <laughs> um, also, they've added new small arms protective insert plates to stop rounds from killing the players. These are broken into three different types of of plates that you can put into your armor mail. So now you can customize your armor even further. You can add Kevlar plates to your armor. You can add ceramic plates or steel plates. Uh, these will increase your protective ability. And they will also add weight to your armor. Armor plates will affect your acceleration and deceleration speed when you're walking and running. Your top speed will always be the same as other players, but you will not be able to stop as fast as other players or turn as fast as other players. And uh, armor plates, you can now customize a mail to where you can isolate where you want the armor plates. So you can put it only on the front of your chest, on your front and your back, or your front and your back and the side of your body. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can now also cycle between grenades by tapping the grenade key. That's kind of neat. Uh, it says here, the improved AI can now blend more clearly from a ragdoll state into being active, standing up, or being arrested, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And um, and they authorized the authorized a lot of stuff. Dude, there's just so many yeah. fixes to this game. They added like a lot of... like shit to this game like yeah, when you to put a lot of work into it says your uh ai will now try to commit suicide in certain points like if you corner them in a room and they know they're fucked they will try to put the gun to their head and kill themselves during this time you cannot use force you are supposed to uh use less lethal force i mean you can use lethal force but try to use less lethal force uh, you can also you can no longer use force or unauthorized force when AI is hiding or exiting a hiding spot. Uh, also, you will get unauthorized use of force when AI is getting up from a ragdoll state, and uh, you can, yeah, so a bunch of shit, and uh, and also they increase the bomb vest damage and they increase the grenade trap damage. Yeah, so a lot of stuff and new graphics and shit. So I'm really excited, dude. Like really yeah. excited. Yeah, it's not like they've added a lot to it. So yeah, definitely have um, to get back in there and check it back out again. I'm excited. It says here that uh, the that all the suspects have a new dynamic cover system mail where they will try to hide behind shit and they can actually blind fire at you now, like around the corner of something or behind a couch. Or, like, they'll, like, lay down and shoot at you from under a bed and shit. Uh, they can peek out from low of cover. Uh, they can blind fire. They can return fire with accuracy. <laughs> Which they've always been able to do that. And they will, like, switch positions and try to stay in cover as they're switching positions. So, if, like, they're like going down a hallway or into another room or whatever, they will try to switch positions. Um, yeah. It says here, the suspects will suicide or fake their suicide and uh do you, wow yeah it says here they will fake their suicide so maybe they'll act like they shot themselves in the head and they'll fall to the ground but then they'll be playing fake dead or whatever and come at you and and suspects will also have armor the same way you do and 
And they will have different types of armor as well. So, yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy, Mayo. They added new stuff to the suspects as well. Some of them will be smoking cigarettes. Some of them will be taking a piss. Some of them might be texting on their phone, talking or taking selfies. Some of them might be looking at a, a picture on the wall. Some of them may be making drugs in a drug den. Uh, or some of them may just be sitting on a couch when you walk into the door. So they really like did a lot of shit to like, this is a huge update. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, I'm really excited. This, we got to play this, Mayo. We got to yeah, yeah, play this, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking excited. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. That's Ready or Not updates, ladies and gentlemen. And um, But yeah, man, I really haven't played much else besides like those games or whatever. Like, there's just really nothing yeah. to play this week, man. Like I know. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Like, myself, you know, I played quite a bit of Battlefield with you as well. We've got a couple of nights free together and uh, was able to get in there. And like I said, I was having a really good time with it. Um, very low level compared to everybody in the game. You know, I'm over here, like, level, like, 13. And, and everybody else is, like, level, like, 70, 80, 90. And prestige or whatever you want to call it, you know. And I'm like... Working my way up through there. Um, it'd be kind of interesting, too, like being this low level. If I pick up the battle pass in the game, I should get like ranking up on the guns as I'm unlocking the actual in-game guns and the battle pass stuff. So I'm, I might even be unlocking skins I don't have guns to yet. You know what I mean? That might be a little bit interesting to see how that how that goes. But uh Really enjoying it. Um, I had I had a lot of fun the time I played. Like I said, I was really getting into more of a groove of things, uh, uh, how it played, and, and just felt way more comfortable playing through it and, and just having more fun as I was going through the more we put into it. Uh, pretty much the other things we've been playing like around here is um, Rogue Legacy 2. Still been playing that. Um, the game is no Dead Cells. You know, I'm not as hooked on Rogue Legacy 2 as I was like on Dead Cells. Even though they're both roguelikes and it has some cool elements like... Uh, um, each person, every every time you die, you're like a descendant of the person before, and they'll have random traits. And so, like sometimes the random trait will be like your character's colorblind, and so the level won't have any color to it at all. It'll be just black and white. You're like, oh, okay, so you'll play through the game black and white. Well, there's this one like trait, like the person that's all he sees is like color trails. So anything that's moving in the game leaves like a rainbow effect, a color behind it so the game like the levels like all this stuff's moving around there's like a little rainbow behind it a color there's like this color over the screen it can be very distracting so like you have that uh some of them have uh just different just all these different traits i can't remember what there is there's a lot um there's ones with money there's ones like vegan if your character is vegan uh when a health drop will come will be like me like a typical old school side scroller and uh if you touch it and you 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 pick it up by accident it, it actually does damage to you instead of, of giving you health so it has a reverse effect so like if you are a character is a vegan you got to remember not to pick anything up any health items up uh stuff like that so the game like it, it has like these portals so you go through the first level and you keep you grinding through it and you get you can kill the first boss and i did that and then it, you can make it to the second world the problem was like you would you would make it into the second world so you'd go so far and you would die and you'd have to play through all the first level again minus the bo- the first boss and then before you got in the second level and then you kind of progress from there 
Um, but once you meet this pizza girl and you pay her the money that she wants, she unlocks the second portal basically to the second level. So now I, I can start right away in the game and go to the second level and just, you know, concentrate on that and not have to sit there and find my way through that first level and just waste time in that level, I guess, per se, because there's nothing new for me to find in any of those levels. Only in the second second area now is only the items that I really care about. So you can warp right over to that now with, with that, but that level is, is like a movement-based level, Jesus. Like, it's kind of frustrating sometimes because there's all this like open space underneath you. It's like water. But basically, if you fall, you just die instantly. And they have like these uh, lanterns or like these little orbs that are like in the sky. And you basically you can do like a jump attack and you have to hit it. And when you hit it, it lets you like jump again. So you have to like time it. So it's like, okay, you can uh, jump and then you hit it and you jump up a little higher. Then you hit the next one. And then you have a dash attack as well. You can like dash across the screen. And then that little spin attack will reset and you can bounce off another thing. So you may have to dash, hit the next one, spin again to get more height to dash, and like just work your way across spots on the level and try sucks. to time it. And then if you take any damage, it resets it you knocks you back. It knocks you back. So then you fall down to your death and it you line and it takes you all the way back to the beginning of that leg you jump off of. You're like, oh damn it. So like you gotta try and do it again. And then so it it can be a little tricky at times, like in those areas just the maneuvering and stuff and so like it just i don't know i i, I feel like the combat and just the, the the general play style of it i like dead cells way better um some of the combat still in rogue legacy if you do a dash attack and you like say you're too close to the enemy and you do a dash you will dash right into him and you'll take damage like, no matter what, if you come in contact with an enemy, you'll, you'll take damage, even though you're doing a dash attack into them. So you got to, like, make sure your spacing is correct. So you got to kind of watch your spacing. And, uh, I mean, you can also do a, a critical attack. If you can time your dashing right, the distance, where you stop just before the character you're attacking, and then attack, you can do, like, a crit. But it's so difficult because the movement and stuff, and there's so many traps around and ledges that you can fall off of it. It can make it harder, and it can go sour real quick. Like, you can take multiple hits, and sometimes it feels cheap. Like, you know, can you get those levels when you spawn into it because it's a side-scroller? You will spawn into that area, and there's already, like, a projectile flying at you as you spawn in, and you have to react to it, like, right away. Sometimes it's, like, it's setting you up for, for, for failure sometimes. <laughs> so you gotta, like, oh, okay, you know, back out. And then if you leave that screen and you come back, see if you go too far to the left, too, too far to the right, and it, it loads the next screen, if you go back to it, all the enemies reset that are still alive. The ones you killed stay gone, but all the drops that they drop, like the money and the items that they drop, are all gone. So you got to be careful not to like leave the area. The good thing is if you get knocked back out of the edge, so if you're by the edge of the map and you get hit, and it like knocks you back. It won't like knock you back to the next screen. It like keeps it there, and it won't like reset it that way. But if you accidentally back up too far and back out of it, it resets everything, and you're kind of like, oh crap! You have to go back in. You lose all the money you dropped, and stuff like that. So, um, it is a good game. It's just it's got its unique elements. There's a lot of stuff that you can unlock, but definitely no dead cells. Um, I don't know. It's it's good. It, I wouldn't. 
I can see it being a Game Pass game here pretty soon. I, I don't know if I really would want to pay $25 for it when you have better alternatives like Dead Cells. You can buy that game, I think, for probably less than 20 Um But it's it's not bad. I've been playing that on the Xbox in the living room on the on the OLED TV. Um trying to think. I fired up Sniper Elite Five Jesus. I enjoy your recommendations. You know, we talked about playing it the one yeah. night. I downloaded it and saw it. Played through the first level and it's kinda of just I just kinda of messed around. I, I I don't know. I just I I didn't go into it like wanting to be all serious with it. So I just kinda of just ran through like that's it where it gives you a little bit of the tutorial part. And, you know, the very first time, I don't know if you had this problem, Jesus, because me and you have very similar hardware. Like, I have a little bit bigger CPU than you do, but we have the same graphics card and stuff. Um, I load in the game, and you know the very first part, like, you're in a boat, and it tells you to shoot out the two lights. The game is running fine, and then all of a sudden, I, I go to scope in and shoot out the, the, the first light, and the game just drops to, like, seven frames. I'm like, what on earth just happened here? Like, it's like a slideshow. So thinking maybe there's some kind of error in the game or there maybe something was running in my computer in the background or something like that. So I actually stopped the game and relaunch it. And same exact problem. As soon as I go to pull up the scope of the gun, the game is running like 80, 90 frames on, on ultra settings and stuff. And it just drops to like seven. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so, so I had to like mess wow. with the settings. I, and I had to turn something off. I can't remember what it was. It was a really weird name. Like it was some kind of... Uh, I've never seen it described this way in game settings before. It's something to do with with the shadow details and something else in parallel. So it's supposed to do two things at once in parallel. And I don't know why, but I turned it off and it never had that problem since. So I don't know why it was causing a problem or because I have plenty of CPU. If it's a CPU like base application or what, where it would be more CPU heavy, where I, you know, I have an i9, so it, that shouldn't be the issue. My 2080 Super shouldn't be an issue. But as soon as I turn that off, the game runs a constant 180 frames now. So, and so I was able to go through and play it, you know, and I just did that first area. Uh, you, you know, you come off that boat and you, you kind of going up this hill and taking people out. And I was, I was not being stealthy at all. I was just going through and just trying just coming up to me. They're just shooting them or, you know, I would snipe some of them, but like if there's a group, I'd snipe one or two and then just go in with a, you know, like a machine gun or whatever, and just shoot the couple guys or whatever and stuff. But I did, I did see what you were talking about last week, Jesus. How like there's, uh, you know, it's kind of a field with dirt roads, and there'd be like a bush set of bushes along that dirt road, and you'd walk up to it, and you couldn't walk through it. You like had to walk down the road along parallel with the bushes until you could get around them. You couldn't just like walk through you know, and just have that access to the environment. Like you would think, like you were saying, you're a sniper. You would just, you know, go through those bushes and then just You want to hide on. in the bushes. <laughs> yeah, you even hide. I mean, there were some bushes you can hide in. There's like tall grass you can hide yeah. in and stuff like that. But these bushes are like along the road and then basically they're just there as a barrier, you know, like you got to like walk around them or I guess you could probably hide from the enemy behind them. I guess it's you can't run through them. I guess they're not going to run through them, you know, yeah. but it, that was kind of weird, you know, um, but it, it seemed like it'd be an entertaining enough of a game. Um, I've, I've never played one of the Sniper Elite series. I actually played a little bit of the me. first level as well the other day, and I was playing it, and <laughs> like, 
I was just running around fucking shooting everything and everyone and like no and that's like, what I was doing like, I didn't have any I, regard to being stealthy I was just I, shooting I was just like fuck you guys boom fucking taking everybody out with my sniper dude and like and like there was a guy I was running towards the alarm and I'm like I don't care if he sounds the alarm like what's the big deal like these guys are gonna come looking for me oh okay like right. I'll just shoot them all like like what's the big deal like I wasn't even scared of the dude running towards the alarm cause I'm like all right, I'm pretty sure everyone knows I'm here. I just shot like 20 people before I got right. to here. And you're, and you're using a sniper rifle that probably yeah, it's loud as shit, right? You know, it's yeah. not like a silence or anything. You know, and you're 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 just shooting guys left and right. And... Yeah, or you're using your machine gun. Or, like the pistol is silenced, but I mean, the, I'm really I rarely use the pistol. I was only using the pistol when like when somebody was by themselves, like just walking around like a little area by themselves and. But once I got to like the main open area, I would fucking I was like, fuck it. Go in here. Yeah, that's blazing. the way I was. I was like John Wick. I just went there. I wasn't crouching or I wasn't like nope. walking. So I'm just walking through and finding them. You know how it shows on the map? It's like a little yellow circle area. <laughs> kind of shows you where they're at. I'm just going toward them. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going in. Wouldn't even look for them. Wouldn't even try to, you know, like identify them with the binoculars. How you know, kind of like tags <laughs> yeah. them. And you can see where they're at. And you can see their walking pattern and see where they're at. And you can stealth, you know, like take them out or stuff like that. I just went in there just guns blazing i'm like all right i'm just going to shoot this guy i'm just going to shoot this guy finally they did send enough like reinforcements after me and i ended up like i took some damage there's a guy's like coming from two different directions shooting at me so i'm like okay so i kind of take take hiding in this one like building and then they like kind of had me surrounded there's guys from both sides of the building and there wasn't any doors or windows in this building so like they kind of rushed in and and end up getting shot like the hamstring or something like that you know what a way to die you know the the final bullet that killed me was like in the hand in the leg. Yeah, but, but I was like, okay, I've had enough of this, and uh, that's that's pretty much uh, for the most part. That's, that's all I've been playing. We've been playing a little bit of two K. Uh, my son has um, on on the Xbox. So if you see me playing that, you know my account. Um, he's been playing that. He uh, I can't remember what he named his character. It was something goopy. It was like Crinklewitz and Stoned Pants or something like that. And he's like a seven foot four center you know that it can't move or nothing he's just like all defense and blocking and stuff but just in the fun of the nba finals and stuff he's been kind of playing that but i mean i think that's pretty much it i thought about checking out the diablo immortal but i keep hearing mixed reviews about that game about like there's paywalls it's at the end and stuff but uh that's it i'll be back in like one second here jesus i got something i gotta take care of Oh, right. That's all I've been playing, though, so if you want to work on the news, I'll be right there. It's news time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm moving on to some news now. First piece of news that I have here is Boeing news. It says here, after two and a half years of delays, Boeing Starliner capsule successfully docked with the International Space Station the other day. It was an important milestone for the company that has, at least in popular imagination, struggled to catch up with SpaceX. So... They decided to celebrate a successful mission. And uh, when the crew of the ISS opened the hatch to the Starliner, they found a surprise inside the spacecraft. Floating next to the orbital flight test two-seated test dummy was a plush toy representing Jebediah Kerman, one of the four original Kerbal knots featured in Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> uh, he is better known by the KSP community, who uh, he has served as the Flight Zero-G Indicator. 
uh, Russian cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin took a small doll with him on the first ever human space flight, and ever since it has become a tradition for most of the space crews to carry plush toys with them to make it easy to see when they've entered a microgravity environment. Um, so yeah, that's kind of cool. They kind of give a little bit of a nod to Kerbal Space Program there. And it's obviously that the people, it's obvious that they're playing this game. They're playing Kerbal, ladies and gentlemen. So if you guys want to learn about flying rockets into space, play that game. That game is kind of fun. You build your rockets, you launch them into space, see how far you can get them. And uh, you go pretty far. You go pretty far. I mean, getting to the moon is one milestone, but you can get even further than the moon. You can get to, like, Mars, the sun. You can get to other planets even further than that. In other news, the FTC is now looking to crack down on influencers and platforms over fake and manipulated reviews. That's right. In 2019, the Federal Trade Commission issued a friendly, easy-to-understand digital booklet called Disclosures 101 for Social Media Influencers. This was designed to help streamers and influencers understand when and how to disclose their promotional relationships with companies. Now it looks like the FTC is preparing to draw a hard line against stealth advertising and endorsement disclosure. <laughs> as it has voted to consider updating its guidelines against fake and manipulated reviews. The FTC has been battling against deceptive online advertisement for years. In 2015, for instance, it settled a case against uh, Mach Mach yeah, Machinima Inc. over its failure to disclose the fact that it was paying its influencers for promotional videos. A year later, WBIE settled similar charges related to a Middle Earth a Shadow of Mordor promotional campaign. The ongoing problems helped prompt the creation of the Disclosures 101 primer, but the endorsement guidelines underpinning it were last updated in 2009. And it says here, uh, that's it's a pretty big span of time since they came out. Uh, thus, the FTC has not proposed changes to its guidelines that reflect the extent to which advertisers have turned increasingly to the use of social media and product reviews to market their products. The proposed changes do not just target your, the influencers. The notice of the recommended revision also includes a warning to social media companies that their influencer tools may not be adequate to meet any legal requirements, which opens them to potential liability. It also says that companies making use of consumer reviews and promotional materials should not distort or misrepresent what people actually think of their products. Micro-targeting specific audiences will also come under greater scrutiny under the proposed new rules. Says here, an example is a social media advertisement promotion promoting a cholesterol-lowering product features a testimonial who says how who says by how much they lower their serum cholesterol. The claim reduction greatly exceeds what is typically experienced by users of the product, and a disclosure of the typical result is required. The marketer has been able to identify from online data collection Spanish-speaking individuals with high cholesterol levels who are una unable to understand English and micro-targets a Spanish-language version of the ad to them, disclosing the typical results in English. The adequacy of the disclosure will be evaluated from the perspective of the targeted individuals. Also, child-directed advertising is being uh, highlighted as a special concern because many children react to advertisements and influencers differently than adults, regardless of any disclosures that's made. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it just sounds basically like they're going to just kind of change the way some of our reviews can be. Uh, maybe get yeah. rid of some fake reviews and... Yeah. misleading reviews yeah like mayo's video game it's the best video game ever made guys go play it my name is mayo is the best video game that's ever played. <laughs> just, there is now a third one out on steam 
We have oh. made three of those games. So if you've never <laughs> played it, great clicker. My name is Mayo. Play it. <laughs> Kojima That's Productions great. has not has to clarify it still likes Sony after a fanboy implosion. That's oh. right. The other day, Mayo, was it Saturday? Hideo Kojima made an appearance at the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase. Announcing that was on Sunday, announcing a new partnership between Kojima Productions and Xbox Game Studios. <laughs> Kojima says that this is a completely new project, and I've waited a very long, very long for the day when I could finally start to create it. He said. Yeah, he said he was excited. To, I remember seeing that because he was. I remember thinking it was kind of funny. He was like, "Oh, I always dreamed of creating this game. That's the game I've always wanted to create." Well, didn't he I say that I, about I, Death Stranding? That's what I was going to say. He said the same thing about Death Stranding. So it's like maybe, maybe he has a lot of dreams, man. Yeah, I, I got a feeling you're probably correct on that one. <laughs> <laughs> probably has a lot of dreams out like games he wants to make. Okay, okay, leave him alone, Mayo. God, this is this is a new dream, and this, this is the this new is one. Be, this is the one this that new he, dream is, is coming to Xbox, from my understanding. <laughs> and, and the PlayStation people are not going to be very happy about this. Yeah, uh, after you know, Sony and Kojima Productions partnered for Death Stranding. Um, so pretty much. This pretty much brought down an avalanche of praise and scorn from Xbox and PlayStation fans, respectively. So, yeah. Um, they signed a development contract to fund the new game's production. And they, they released a statement saying that um, signing this development contract isn't picking sides in an imaginary war. <laughs> okay. And uh, he said this. As an independent creative studio, Kojima Productions will continue pursuing work on creations for our fans. We will explore various possibilities with games, movies, and music through platforms that evolve with time and technology. We look forward to your continued support. This was followed by another message emphasizing that the studio continues to have a very good partnership with PlayStation. So... What he said is, uh, after the announcement of our partnership with Microsoft using the cloud tech, many people have asked us about our collaboration with Sony Interactive Entertainment. Please be assured that we continue to have a very good partnership with PlayStation as well. So, there you go. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how how he can have such influence where all they have to do is appear on, on the stage Xbox and just say, he doesn't have to show hey. shit. He didn't. He, he yeah. just said, hey, I'm excited to make this game. Um, I've been I've been wanting to do this for a long time, and now I'm capable of doing it, or something like that. <laughs> and, and the world is like the PlayStation world just goes nuts because I mean, they, what was it trying to do a petition to like ban like some of his stuff too? Like they're like ban Kojima now. Like there are all suddenly like anti Kojima because he was willing to go on and you know make mention of a new game that he's working with Microsoft. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Uh, I agree. I agree. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, we can all have our favorite platforms, but you just sit there and say you want to ban a certain game or or anything like that because you know it's you not know what, on your Mayo, platform. I'm never playing Death Stranding again, Mayo. Never, ever again. Oh, no. Hashtag not my not my Hideo Kojima. Yeah, not not your Kojima. <laughs> not my Kojima. Hashtag not my Death Stranding. Hashtag not Kojima. <laughs> Not my Kojima, okay? Not him. <laughs> All right. At first, I thought he was a genius and and a, and a visionary for making Death Stranding. Now, fuck that game. Fuck that game is trash. 
That game is trash game. Never play it, people. It's trash game. Fuck that game. Listen, okay, what do you think this game is going to be? All right, if Death Stranding was fucking a baby carrying simulator where you I have deliver. No, Jesus, how can <laughs> any of us even possibly know? It, it could be so weird. Who would ever thought we were playing a game that you were carrying a baby and you're delivering through, through Ghost Town? Trying to balance your character and having signs from other people, it being an online game but not an online game, <laughs> and you're playing by yourself in a decimated world, and you're going through fighting shadows and and things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. who knows? I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, you could go anywhere with this. I mean, yeah, you know, he's done the military games, right? We we've got the yeah. uh, the Metal Gear series. We now have the Death Stranding series, so maybe, maybe he's going to make, you know, this is something he's always wanted to do, Jesus. So it could be, Listen, watch he comes out like, like a kid's game. <laughs> He'll come out like, like a, a bug snacks game. <laughs> <laughs> the world would just be in shock, and then the PlayStation people would be happy again because yeah. it would make a bug snacks type of game, and they would just laugh at it, and then they would have their Kojima back. I don't, I don't know. I, who knows what it could be, man? It could be anything it could literally be anything you could anything this guy could literally it could, it could, it's going to be out there no matter what it is yeah and it's like, going to be different he, he probably didn't even have to show anything to them he probably just walked probably just emailed phil spencer hey this is adele kojima i have a game i want to make i've always wanted to make it let me make it for xbox and phil spencer was like Fuck yes! How much money? Like, how much money do you need right now? We're gonna sign the check right now. How much money do you want to start this? <laughs> we will. We will have somebody hand deliver the check to you as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Where are you, you at? I will send the Microsoft. Right I will send the Microsoft jet to pick you up right now. We don't care where you're at. You're in Japan. <laughs> the jet's on its way. Don't worry. It'll be there. <laughs> It, it left 10 minutes ago yeah <laughs> it's on its way buddy don't worry <laughs> oh, shit in other news Diablo Immortal now has the lowest score in Metacritic history that's oh. right the lowest score ever Mayo at the time of this writing the PC version of the free to play MMO has a user score of 0.2 out of oh, 10 that's, that's not bad oh wow <laughs> This is based on nearly 2,000 user ratings. Blizzard's previously lowest rated game, its 2021 re-release World of Warcraft, The Burning Crusade, received a 0.5 score for any microtransactions and a much-criticized faction system. The iOS version of Diablo Immortal also has a user score of 0.5 on Metacritic. Diablo Immortal was released on June 2nd on iOS and Android and as an open beta on the PC, but quickly saw a negative reception for its heavily focused microtransactions. This included a report published during the game's opening weekend that calculated that it could cost players up to $110,000 to up fully upgrade their character mail. That, that's uh, all? Blizzard, well, again, has, <laughs> Blizzard has since claimed that Diablo Immortal is, quote, the biggest launch in the franchise history. It should be noted that Metacritic user scores did not require proof that the user has even played the game before submitting a score, and that other factors such as recent Activision Blizzard controversies may have an influence on this score. Shortly after the launch of the game, 
The launch, the game director Wyatt Chang claimed on Twitter that the backlash to the game was, quote, based on misinformation surrounding it. Months earlier, Chang had said in Diablo Immortal, there is no way to acquire or rank up your gear using money. Okay, he said that a few months ago, ma'am. <laughs> There's no way to acquire gear or rank up, <laughs> rank up your gear using the money. However, Mayo, Diablo Immortal does let players use real money in a bid to acquire powerful legendary gems. One of the three progression pillars alongside regular gear and XP level, which can be used to, be, to upgrade your character in the post-game. As such, while it may be accurate that, quote, gear itself cannot be purchased with real money some players have now labeled chang's comment as disingenuous following the game's release wow so i have not looked into this a whole lot but my son was saying something like uh once you get to in the game content yeah. um you can do like one raid per month and then <laughs> you have to pay to get a raid after that to, to do another one and your your percentage of drop on the items you want to get for those raids is really low. Like a typical MMO, you know, or, or a typical Diablo game where you're not going to get a guaranteed drop of the items you want. Maybe you have to run that raid multiple times to get that item. And could you imagine have to pay for each individual raid and not get the items that you want repeatedly? You know, like that could be frustrating. Yeah, that um, could be very frustrating. I, I, I have not played it myself. I did hear it's pretty... Pretty, uh, not too many transactions until level like 40, I think, is, is where it kind of starts hitting the paywall. And after that, they kind of start encouraging a little more uh, from what I'm understanding. Um, I don't really care for playing sucks. mobile on my phone. Um, I but it's on PC as well. P- yeah. I thought about playing the PC one. I did look at it on, on their launcher. Um, I did check out battle.net and went over there and it is on the store and you can play it through there. But I just, I was like, nah, it kind of made me want to play three though. But then the talks of Diablo four coming out, you know, like, uh, you can register now for the, uh, the beta for that kind of piqued my interest, but not if there's any kind of paywalls involved. Uh, yeah. So be careful out there people. Cause it, it can cost you a lot of money if you want to, <laughs> A lot of money. Get too involved. So best for me does not even worry about it. You know, I probably ain't even going to play it myself and, and not have that temptation. So it could mail. be good. I know, next, I know there's people Next playing. week. Next yeah, week, Mayo. Next week, yeah. Oh, guys, I sold the Camaro. <laughs> hey, I wanted right. to do some extra raids, and I uh, I sold the Camaro, and uh, yeah, I sold. I'm also homeless. I'm in a McDonald's right now. <laughs> we're, using, we're using McDonald's Wi-Fi. <laughs> This is why I told Gunny to play it because he he can afford to take Hawaii trips. Yeah, he can, uh, Gunny Gunny can afford this. Gunny will be like the the most leveled up player in here. <laughs> Gunny will be spending all his Fiji and Hawaii trips that he goes on every year on fucking Diablo Immortal. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, honey, we're gonna have to cancel our Fiji trip this year. Uh, I I just spent twenty thousand dollars on fucking Diablo Immortal. <laughs> The good, the good news is we won't have to miss any more flights because we'll just be staying yeah. at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. In other news, 
Stalker 2 has now been delayed again. Now it's due out in the first half of 2023. It looks like Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, will now release the first half of 2023 for the Xbox Series X and S and the PC. The news did not come with an official statement or announcement. Rather, following Microsoft and Bethesda showcase last night, or the other night, Xbox released a tweet detailing all its upcoming games for the next 12 months. As you can see, uh, show Stalker 2 on the right-hand side, which denotes the game's releasing in the first half of 2023. So, yeah. Anyways. Another, uh, in other news here. Stalker 2. People, I guess you guys won't get your game for a while. Xbox has listed 50 games, Mayo. 50 yeah. games. Yeah, this wasn't their event, so... I thought we could kind of hit up on some of them a little bit. Uh, did you watch the the whole event? I did not watch it at all, but 50 oh, okay. games, Mayo, 50 games. Okay, 50 yeah, I games. Gonna, I was going to ask you the opinion on some of these games. So some of these games actually looked really, really good. And some <clears> of them, looked, to me, looked kind of my. And uh, the ones I was excited for, Jesus, uh, tell, myself, tell was the, the Rick and Morty game. I think it's, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. It was a unique name. Uh, high high on life, I think is the one that was called. If you look at that one up, that one looks really good. It comes out in October of this year. Um, they did not give the exact date, but they just October twenty twenty two. I'm buying it. it. Has, I'm buying it. I'm in. It looks it looks hilarious. Like the guns talk. You know, it has like a little trailer. Like he pulls out a knife, and his name's called Stabby, and he's in there <laughs> talking. He's like, I love to stab people. You know, he's like more violence and. You like stab it's like uh, it's like the gun in, in Cyberpunk, the one that talks to you. Yeah, and so the all the weapons in the game that they shown talk. So the one <laughs> shoots like a little. He he just makes reference. It shoots out these little like small things with legs that run around, and he's like, "Oh, those are my babies. Don't worry, I'll make more." You know, like sort of, and I don't know if they explode or what they do, but he was yeah. like, "Oh, they're most of my babies. I'll make more." And the guns are sitting there talking in. It just looks absolutely hilarious, and it looks like it's going to be like a really, really good game. Um, nice. Well, another one that I think Jesus it looks up your alley is um, is this alphabetical. I'm trying to see this. I don't know if this is all the games. So, um, that Aura History Untold. So this game kind of looks like a version of Civilization. And basically, you're going to be able to, I don't know if it's going to give you different scenarios. You're going to be able to change the different scenarios. But basically, this game looks really good. Um, they didn't really show any gameplay or nothing. Just kind of give you a premises of what if you could change history or you could write history however you wanted to. You know, like, okay. like how are you going to write it and and how are you going to develop your civilization and kind of thing. So it looks, it looks really good. It looks like a Jesus kind of game. Um. Some more of the stuff they did show a video of Forza. Um, I'll hit on both of them. Forza Motorsport. So they are coming out with the simulation version of Forza again to compete with Gran Turismo. I'm bringing that back. Um, lots of supposed graphics improvements, um, damage improvements. They said, I think, uh, oh, they gave some kind of, trying to go off memory here, the video. They called like 40% more um, physics, I think. Like reaction and stuff of how things are going to work and, and stuff like that. Uh, I wasn't excited for that as I was for they showed Forza Horizon uh, 5 um, DLC as being Hot Wheels again. They brought yeah. that back, the hot, bringing back the Hot Wheel tracks. 
I really liked that on, on the last Forza game when they did the Hot Wheels. It really, it, it felt more like a Hot Wheels game than the Hot Wheels game does. <laughs> you know, like, so, like, a little bit I've seen of that game, like, this game just looks really, they did a really good job on 4, and I think they're going to do it, they're just going to nail it on 5, with the loop-de-loops and the anti-gravity, and the last one had, like, the little speed burst things, like, when you would hit it, it would make a car go faster, you know, it would make you go through the loops, and it had different stuff like that, so I think they're going to do really good with that. Um, I know they... They also talked about addition of Riot Games type stuff. I don't know if it's um, for Valorant and Teamfight Tactics and what else is there? Uh, League of Legends and stuff that's going to unlock characters on the PC. So you'll have access to all those. Um, they showed Arc 2. I don't know if you see any trailers for this, Jesus, but it has been Diesel to beginning of it, which is very unusual, I mm. thought kind of a weird fit because the beginning of the like it's sort of early in the showcase like they show a commercial for it and, and it looks like you have like a vin diesel character and then you have like this other character that reminds me of uh, is it is it aloy from uh horizon zero dawn it's like a young girl and she's wearing like native paint and it's like blue and stuff and she's got a little bit longer hair and and i'm like what is this game you know and then they're like arc 2 you know i'm like oh okay never mind i was all interested until they said arc 2 because i thought they were maybe gonna go with some kind of like single player story based game because i seen vin diesel and this other character and it looks like it's just gonna be another you know up, updated more modern version of arc so but you know that's that's all the ones that really jumped out to me starfield jesus i don't know if you've seen any more of, of starfield or not no my, i didn't watch I this know. stuff i don't know so the only thing they, they they talk a lot they show a lot of more gameplay jesus and finally they showed us some stuff and i i get mass effect vibes like i a lot of mass effect vibe jesus so i think you would like it in that aspect but I also get No Man's Sky vibes. Like it shows them like when you're going to planets, you can mine and stuff. And so like you point out like this mining gun and it looks and like it just looks like Mass Effect in that aspect with better graphics. And then and then they start talking about all the things that they can do in this game. And it kind of concerns me with them trying to promise too much, kind of like No Man's Sky did. You know, hopefully they can do it because Jesus, they are like character customization you can do like all these options there was tons of options that were shown and then you can have your ship customization so you can build your own spaceship jesus the layout of it and stuff and and make it look how you want and then you can fly it you can take manual control of your ship jesus fly it around and, and do fighting and and stuff like that and then you got of course you can land on your planets you get your planets explore and you can you know, work on bases and you can, you can build like an outpost Jesus that's going to mine resources for you. And then you can hire somebody to stay there and man that station while you're gone. So you can continue to collect resources. And then they introduce that there's going to be like a thousand planets that you're going to be able to explore. So to me, it just sounds really ambitious and it worries me that they're going to give you a thousand planets, but they're going to be very barren Mm -hmm. and there's not going to be a lot on them. I would rather see a game with way less, content like that and just focus more on the game and not leave it so like oh you can do this and you can be able to do that and you can be able to do this and 
you're just going to have all these options, and I feel like it's like spreading the game too thin. And so, I mean, I like the ability to have all these options. I just want them to make sure they're, you know, developing that main game and everything. So, uh, I don't know. It looks good. I mean, I think it looks great. It just, I don't know. Like, it is, I feel like they're starting to promise way too much. So, we'll see. Like I said, I get that Mass Effect vibe. It looks really cool, maybe with less yeah. story. But... We'll see. It, I don't know. It also gives you that No Man's Sky feel to it. So, yeah, we we will see. I mean, it, I hope it really turns into a good game. You know, they've been working on this for a while, and, you know, they keep hyping it up. So, hopefully, they're not overhyping it. Uh, after that, not a whole lot that really jumped out my mind. Uh, Flight Simulator, they did announce helicopters and gliders. And then they show a little trailer, Jesus, of... Um, a uh, ship, I, I don't know my Halo. A ship from Halo is going to be an exclusive like thing in Flight Simulator. Now you can fly, okay. so that would be kind of cool. That's It'd be neat. Cool. I was thinking if they had like a like a Halo planet you could fly it around on, it would be kind of cool. You know like how Flight Simulator is so detailed and everything, and you could fly around the planet. Like if they had like a designated Halo thing that you could fly around, it'd be kind of cool. But kinda they cool. just showed the ship, you know, and they just said, you know. That it's gonna be in flight simulator. It's some kind of like, I don't know what the ships are called. It's some kind of battleship, you know, like had the guns and stuff on it. You can you can so you'll be able can, to fly you, that around. You're gonna oh oh you're gonna is it like a, one of the big starships? Oh um, no, it wasn't like a big ship. You know, it was a smaller ship, but so it's like it's a, almost like it would be like a, like a fighter ship, like a fighter jet kind of thing. I don't know what what they would is be like called. Does it look like a helicopter kind of thing? But it looks like a helicopter plane, sort of? Yeah. It's green? Yeah, it's definitely green. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's in the show, yeah. It's in the game, too. But yeah, so uh, that is be able to fly around in uh, Light Simulator. So that, that'd be kind of cool. And after that, they just showed some more games. Uh, some uh, story-based games. They have another story-based game that, that looks okay if you're into that kind of thing. You know, those uh, like Telltale kind of games where it's all, it's a narrative game. You know, it's going to have a unique art style and stuff. So, again, lots of options coming to Game Pass. You know, if you're not a Game Pass subscriber, you know, you may want to be if you have an Xbox because a lot of games of different types are going to be out there for you soon. So. That's pretty much my take on the, on the, on the, uh, on the showcase. I mean, it, it had some good stuff. I was excited to see, uh, the content for Starfield. Like I said, it, like I said, it does give me mass effect vibes, but it also gives me that no man's kindness. And, um, Couple other new games looked okay. I can't remember what all what all they were, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Just lots of games. Like I said, fifty of them. Jesus, all fifty. What else we got here? Moving on, Jesus. Jesus, did you know? What's up? Xbox Game Pass is to add game demos and streaming for own titles this year. So it says uh, Microsoft will pay developers for demos and share performance stats. Also bring the Xbox app for 
cloud gaming to Samsung TV. So there's another article in here we have in the notes about this as well. It says uh, Microsoft has detailed its further ambitions for the future of its Xbox Game Pass service, as well as taking another significant step into getting its library into the hands of players without a console. Jesus, the company said it plans to introduce the new function later this year that allows Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers to play selected titles they already owned via cloud streaming, even if they are not part of the Game Pass library. So we're going to be able to play some of the games that we own that are not part of Gamecast in the streaming, which would be kind of nice. It says Microsoft has teased what it refers to as Project Morecraft, a collection of demos for upcoming games that will be exclusive to Xbox Game Pass members. Uh, this news follows Sony's you know, revelation earlier this year about the PlayStation Plus Premium. And basically, I think it's Microsoft's kind of answer to the PS the, subscription the thing. Demo, the demo thing. Because PlayStation says here that uh, they have mandated mail. It's a mandate. If you're on PlayStation making a game for PlayStation, and it's coming out on PlayStation, if your game is more than $34 mail on their PlayStation store, you must make a demo that's a minimum two-hour demo for hmm. for that game. And and players will get access that are premium will get access to that demo for free. So that's kind of an interesting take. I mean, as a developer, could that be off-putting in a way? In like, a way, I would say, yeah. I mean, what if your game is four hours long and now you have to make it playable for two hours minimum? That means somebody's played your game for half of the way through it. You you would for, have to for free. lowering the price and making it like twenty nine dollars. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right underneath the three. My game is not thirty four. My game is thirty nine ninety eight, guys. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm under the threshold. I mean, the other thing is the other thing too is I guess you know it's going to give you the opportunity to play the games more. But I feel like Sony's almost using these developers saying, "Hey, you guys have to do these demos," and that's what's going to sell their their tier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then Sony's going to draw and be like, well, we have all these demos you can yeah. play here before you buy the games. So Sony's going to try to use these developers in a way. If I'm a developer, that's how I would feel. You know, like, okay, we're going to use you to make you to use these, make demos. And so people will subscribe to our our cloud service or whatever it is you want to call it, our subscription service. That's going to allow people to play these demos, but we're going to make you make a demo for it in a way. You know what I mean? It's kind of off-putting, yeah. like, if you're a developer. I don't okay. know. Yeah, no, I get it. In, yeah, my, I mean, in my opinion, you know, because, I mean, I'm not trying to be biased here, but, like, I just feel like if you're making a game or whatever and Sony tells you you have to make a two-hour demo, that could be good or bad. I mean, it could be good, too. I got to get your game out there. But it also tells, you know, they're making money off you having to make demos. Hmm. Yeah. But you also use their platform, so it's like yeah, hit or miss, you know. So I get it, but like that's like a big leverage they have. They got the their biggest leverage that PlayStation has is we have a hundred million PS4s out there. Like you want access to those? All right, you're gonna have to make a demo for us, motherfucker. Right. Um, if you want to charge more than thirty four dollars for your game, you want to sell your game for forty bucks because you think it's worth forty bucks. But all right, make a demo for it then. Like damn, okay. Now I wonder if that's 
is that going to change what how indie games are now priced? Is it going to make it like where we now see indie games instead of being priced ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, twenty five dollars? Are indie games going to be like okay, the new low bar is thirty dollars now? Yeah, it very well could. Yeah. Um, says here that people that participate in this new program for not for Sony, but for Microsoft, which is called Project Morecraft, um, that they will, the studios that do participate in this demo program will be able to see how their demos perform, like how many people are playing them, and they will be paid by Microsoft per how many players play their demos, Mayo. Um, also, Microsoft is teaming up with Samsung to bring Xbox app to 2022 smart TVs. This will enable Game Pass Ultimate subscribers to play titles via the cloud, while non-subscribers can use it to play Epic Games Fortnite for free on their Samsung TV. Dude, Fortnite's fucking... Like, that's crazy. Like, you can play Fortnite for free. Anywhere. On a TV now? Like, just... Yeah. Anywhere? Like, just on You don't TV. need any console. You can just... Yeah. Get a, they'll probably just have a Fortnite app, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming. Uh, so, so the Xbox app will be available in the Samsung Gaming Hub or the Media Hub from June 30th and will work with any Bluetooth controller that includes PlayStation right controllers. The, June 30th of 22? That's yep. right around the corner. Yep. Wow. And it will include any, any Bluetooth controllers. So that includes Joy-Cons, PlayStation controllers, Xbox controllers, and like any other third-party controller you may find on on Amazon or some shit. I don't know. Uh, this news follows the recent reports that it had shelved a low-cost Xbox cloud gaming device codenamed Keystone following reports that such a product could launch later this year to grant access to Game Pass without any console. Elsewhere in this announcement, the company announced beta tests for Xbox cloud gaming are now coming to New Zealand and Argentina. It also detailed Xbox and Game Pass related functionality coming to Microsoft Windows and its internet browser Edge as well as new options for controller customization service with their new, uh, with their Xbox design labs. So yeah, that's kind of pretty significant for Microsoft to be able to bring these demos to players. Um, and, uh, yeah. That's kind of neat. Like, you know, I never thought I'd see a day where you could just have a TV and and then have a console, have an app. You know, like you can just launch the app and you have access to your, your game pass library or a game library of any form, you know, like, um, I think that would be really nice. Like my TV and not have to worry. Like I have an LG OLED, you know, like it, that technology I'm assuming will probably come through the OLED here pretty soon too. Cause pretty decent pricey TVs and they've always had the gaming support, you know, they've had the, you know, the, the free sync and the 120 Hertz and all that stuff. So. I could see them maybe getting this here soon too. And I could just maybe not even need my Xbox anymore. Jesus, I could, I could probably get rid of my one X, you know, and, and then just maybe have an app and just launch my games off the app. Yep. And then is, and continue right on my PC in my bedroom, you know, like it just kind of sucks that it's so not, nice. it is not included. It sucks that they made a deal with Samsung and not like, LG, because LG makes really good. They really make like that's what I have, you know. Like they make really good OLEDs and shit. So, kind of sucks that Samsung is the one they went with for me. It could be right around the corner. Same here, but it could be right around the corner. It it, it definitely could be. It could be like a one-year exclusive deal with Samsung, and then 
now we're bringing it to all TVs like Vizio and LG and and whatever other brands like TCL, you know, like those cheaper TVs or whatever, you know. Right. You bring it to those because those TVs are cheap, man. You go to the fucking Target or Walmart or any store really, and and you can find TCL TVs for like fucking four hundred bucks, and it'll be like and a really, fucking sixty inch TV. <laughs> I think I think it would almost be huge if, if they could land something by by the holiday this year, because yeah. you know it's still kind of like new console time. Like people are still buying new consoles. This would be what the second holiday for the new console. And could you imagine right now, Jesus, if they just did a push on all these TVs that had built-in Xbox into them, you know, basically in their mind, even though it's just a, it's just an app, yeah. they have access. If they could start selling TVs with, you know, the, the Xbox app in them, uh, uh, that would make a drive for them. And they could maybe sell a lot of TVs this holiday and get a lot of Xbox Game Pass subscriptions out there. Maybe yeah. people that don't have it already. Instead of selling consoles, you're selling TVs now. So I, I could even maybe see this just being like a on couple Black, month thing. On Black then, Friday, dude, if they get that out by Black Friday when everyone goes to buy a TV usually, <laughs> that's big, you know. Or they better get maybe get a lot of Samsungs out there. Can you imagine have a cheaper version of a Samsung where you, it wouldn't have to be one of their... You know what's, what's next after this? Version. You know what's next after they get this Game Pass thing on like TVs? You know what's next? Like during like say no say you're doing well, like, it's already on phones. Yeah. no like say you're watching the Super Bowl right Microsoft is gonna do this I'm telling you it's gonna happen they're going to drop a commercial in the middle of the Super Bowl while everyone's watching it and say right now after this commercial on our app on your TV you can launch this game and play it right now right now. Don't have to Madden. wait. You can play this brand new Madden or this brand new, like, cool-looking-ass shooter game or whatever it is, Call of Duty or anything, right now on your TV via the cloud after this commercial is done in 60 seconds. Yeah. You can, we're going to update the app in 60 seconds. This commercial is done. You update your app, and this game is available to you right now. Like, that. that's going to be a thing now. We're like... You don't have to wait anymore. They're going to be at like showing like a like this conference, right? They're going to be like on this conference. They're going to do conferences now and be like, "All right, you see this conference? You see this game? It's available right now. Like, just go stream it. Go right now. Go fucking stream it. You can stream it right now if you want. You got to do nothing else, man. We'll just click on this link and it takes you right to the game. That's going right. to be dope. Um. In other news, Mayo, Microsoft and the Communication Workers of America have announced a labor neutrality agreement that would go into effect 60 days after the closure of the Xbox makers pending acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This agreement will provide a pathway for Activision Blizzard workers to exercise their democratic rights to organize and collectively bargain after the close of the Microsoft acquisition and establishes a high-road framework for employers in the game industry. Microsoft's binding commitments will give employees a seat at the table and ensure that the acquisition of Activision Blizzard benefits the company's workers and the broader video game labor market. The agreement addresses CWA's previous concerns regarding the acquisition, and as a result, we support its approval and look forward to working collaboratively collaboratively with Microsoft after this deal closes. This deal applies only to Activision Blizzard employees and consists of five provisions. Provision 1 says Microsoft will take a neutral approach when employees covered by the agreement will express interest in joining a union. 
Clause 2 says covered employees will be able to easily exercise their right to communicate with other employees and union representatives about union membership in a way that encourages information sharing and avoids any business disruptions. Three, Microsoft will have access to an innovative technology-supported and streamlined process for choosing whether to join a union. And four, employees can maintain confidentiality and privacy of that choice if they wish. And five says, if a disagreement arises between the CWA and Microsoft under this agreement, the two organizations will work together promptly to reach an agreement and will turn it to an expedited arbitration process if they cannot. So it says here, earlier this month, we announced a set of principles that will guide our approach to labor organizations and the Activision Blizzard acquisition is our first opportunity to put these principles into practice, the Microsoft president and vice chair Brad Smith said. They said, we appreciate the CWA's collaboration in reaching this agreement, and we see today's partnership as an avenue to innovate and grow together. Microsoft and the union have also said... Uh, that they would try to collaborate in other ways, like working on implementing technology and skill-building programs for the U.S. labor force to enhance the country's competitiveness. So, it says here, last month, Activision Blizzard QA employees at Raven Software voted to to form the first United States Union at a major AAA publisher. While Activision Blizzard management made it clear it wanted no part of a union from the start of the Raven QA team's push, Microsoft has now taken a less strident approach during this period where its acquisition of the publisher has been announced but not yet finalized. In March, Microsoft said it will not stand in the way. If Activision Blizzard chose to recognize the Raven QA union prior to any unionization votes, after the vote, Xbox head Phil Spencer said that the company would absolutely support a union that was in place at the time of the acquisition being finalized. That's kind of interesting, man. That you know, is that a, is that a way for Microsoft to entice developers and game makers to actually start trying to join Activision Blizzard, knowing that they might be unionizing and they might have a union that they will be working under, and have union protections and and you know and all that, because with union protections, you know, it comes with being part of a union. I'm part of a union, but being part of a union, you know, you get guarantees in terms of money, but you also get like protections such as like how much an employer can work you, how much, you know, how long you're working overtime, how long you're that, there. That could be a big one for developers. You all, exactly. all we hear about is crunch. Their, the crunch, you know, yeah. and so, you know, I'm as well, you know, I have a union at my work. We kind of work for the same company, but, you know, we have limitations of like, you know, the maximum they can work is a 12 hour day, you know, yeah. like, you know, so you can know worst case scenario, 12 hours, no matter how bad work is or how far behind they are, you only have to be there 12 hours, you know? Yeah. Like, so that could be huge just as a, as a developer. You could look at that and be like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. crunch is bad. Crunch is bad. As they say it is, you know, so they could get relief from that. And that could be a very enticing. Very, very enticing. That That's cool, man. And it's cool to see Microsoft kind of like being like, you know what? We're kind of just, just, just do it. You know, like, okay, fuck it. Like if they decide they want to be part of a union, let them be part of a union. We'll let them do it. And we're not going to stand in the way. So that that's cool, and, and we'll see what happens there, man. Because I I think at this point it might just happen, right? Because I mean, it sounds like they a part, of, at least a part of their team or some part of their team, their QA team, apparently they wanted to unionize, and it's probably the QA team that probably gets worked a lot, you know, because they have to sit there and play the fucking game broken and find the bugs, and and they're trying to break the game, so they're probably putting tons of hours and work and and time into like trying to break 
a stupid game. Can you imagine playing the same level 20,000 20, times, man? Like the same fucking level. You're just playing oh, it I know, right? over. You're not playing the whole game. You're playing the same fucking level. You're like, God, fucking A. I hate this fucking level. <laughs> like, like, you know everything, you know? You can speed run it in two seconds or whatever, you know? Uh, it's kind of crazy. In other news, Todd, How- Todd Howard Mayo, you know that guy? Todd Howard? Mm-hmm. Has now confirmed to IGN that Fallout 5 will be a Bethesda Game Studios next game after the Elder Scrolls 6, which itself will follow after Starfield in 2023. So we're going to get Starfield 2023, then the Elder Scrolls 6, and then Fallout 5. They said, he said, yes, the Elder Scrolls 6 is in pre-production, and you know, we're going to be doing Fallout 5 after that, so our slate's pretty full going forward for a while. We have some other projects that we look from we look at from time to time as well. Um, so there you go, man. Fallout 5, it's been confirmed. Confirmed, mail. Fallout 5 is confirmed. 10 years out from now. That's all. That's all. Mail, let me tell you something, mail. Okay. Have you ever watched? Did you ever watch that show Squid Game on Netflix? Uh, I did not sit down and watch it, but my kids watched it where they were here, so I walked in and I know the the you know the story so the, of it. The premise that, so. is a hundred people yeah. that owe money or like are in debt get picked like randomly around the world, or and in the story, I think it was Japan or Korea that they were in, and they got you know picked up in the street or whatever, chosen, and then they had a choice to make to join the squid games to be able to make like what like yeah, 20, away, 20, right? 20 million dollars or whatever if you won you got 20 million dollars or something mm-hmm. mail all right mail i got a proposition for you mail what if i say mail you can win four and a half million dollars mail Four and a half million. Oh, you're listening. Oh, Mayo's listening. He is listening. Let me tell you this. This is just announced like two hours ago, Mayo. Netflix is bringing the global phenomenon, Squid Game, to life with the biggest reality competition series ever. Squid Game, the challenge. With both the largest cast and the lump sum cash price in reality TV history, 456 real players were entered the game in pursuit of a life-changing reward of 4.56 million U.S. dollars as they will compete through a series of games inspired by the original show plus surprising new additions. Their strategies, alliances, and character will be put to the test while competitors are eliminated around them. The stakes are high, but in this game, the worst fate is going home empty-handed. Recruitment is now open mail at squidgamecasting.com. For this round, the front man is in search of English language speakers from any part of the world. They said, quote, Squid Game took the world by storm with director Twang's captivating story and iconic imagery. We're grateful for his support as we turn the fictional world into a reality in this massive competition and social experiment said Brandon Reed, the Netflix vice president of unscripted and documentary series. He said fans of the drama series are in for a fascinating and unpredictable journey as our 456 real world contestants navigate the biggest competition series ever full of tension and twist with the biggest ever cash price at the end. 
The 10-episode competition series is a co-production between the Studio Lambert and The Garden, part of ITV Studios, and will be filmed in the United Kingdom mail. Um, so, um, there you go. It says here, the scripted drama Squid Games holds the record as Netflix's most popular series of all time with over 1.65 billion viewing hours in the first 28 days after the September 2021 premiere. So, Mail, I went to the website, Mail, and it is here. It says on the website, with the largest cast in, his, in reality TV history, 456 real players will enter the game in pursuit of a life-changing cash price of $4.56 million. Do you have what it takes to win the Squid Game? You know? So you can sign up, Mail. It says U.S. Casting, UK casting and global casting. Hmm. It's interesting, so, I guess. I mean, uh, I guess more viewers. I mean, so I'm on the website. I'm on the application mail. I need, I need your first name, your last name, your email, your cell phone, your birthday. <laughs> yeah. uh, I need your residence, your state that you're in. I know that. Your nationality. I need you to make a password. And you need to upload a video. It says here, upload a one-minute video telling us about yourself and why you want to be on the Squid Game, the challenge, what your game plan would be, and what you would do with the huge crash price if you won. If you have any problems with creating a video to upload, please email support at squidgamecasting.com. And it says here, you have to upload at least two recent photographs of yourself with no hats or sunglasses. And, uh, yeah. What are the terms of use here? You say, can they kill you? I want to see this. All right, Mel, you must be 21 years old to enter. Check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what else? <laughs> um, uh, that's a lot of it. This a, is like a, just a regular looking disclaimer. Nothing crazy looking here, Mel. Uh, okay. I don't know. Looks, looks. Looks pretty good. You pretty much sign your rights to your rights away to sue them if you get hurt or anything like that. Uh, yeah, looks good. Looks good, Mel. You want to sign up? Let's go, Mel. Me and you. Let's go to Squid Games, Mel. Come on, man. We could just get Gunny in there too. We'll all team up. Yeah. HGP gang in in the Squid Games. <laughs> Let's go. Four hundred. No, how hard can it be, Mel? Four hundred and fifty-six players. Come on, we could outlast at least. 350 of those fuckers. I don't know about the last 106. That might be a little too hard, but we can try, Mel. All right, we just got to outlast 453 players because we don't count ourselves. It's 453 people we got to take out. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it, Mel. Let's sign up, bro. Four four and a half million dollars, Mel. Come on. Yeah, sounds like a good time. I probably have to fly out somewhere to re- do this recording. I wonder where it's at. It's in the UK. In the UK? Yeah, they're going to fly out. We're going to fly for the U- to the U- They'll probably fly us out there, you know, they'll pay for it. No. Yeah, I wanted to go to Europe anyways. So. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. So apparently they are making the Squid Games uh TV series and Yeah, don't. go go sign up, people. Go go. I w- I want one of our, I want our listeners to sign up for real. Like if you sign up for this, if you're crazy enough to sign up for some show like this, let us know you signed up, and if you get casted, if you get picked, let us know, because I'll be rooting for you the whole time. 
You know who would be a good one to go? Who? Would be Bill. Bill Garner. Listen, to Bill. Lord. Listen. Listen to Elden Lord. <laughs> Listen, Jonathan Hall. Listen, Jonathan. (laughs) Jonathan Hall and Bill are going to be in there fighting each other for the four and a half million dollars. Oh man, that's kind of cool. This I want to go too. Fuck. Hi, man. That's it, man. I mean, Squid Games is happening. It's the world has got fucked up enough where they're like, okay, we could do this in real life now. (laughs) Let's let's just do this now. Um, But yeah. Yeah, man. That's kind of cool. I like the show. It was kind of cool. So it's kind of cool to see that they're keeping it going, I guess. It's probably going to be super popular. So there you go, man. That's that's the biggest news for today. Yeah. Also, there's a season. There's a season two of the Squid Games coming as well, like an actual season two of the show. But, um,. Yeah, it was renewed for season two on June twelfth. But today they announced that they're also making this real life reality TV show. So yeah, yeah. Moving on, Jesus, over to the Gunny's Council Corner. I don't think anything has really changed since no, last not, week, right? Nothing's right? changed. No. Um, I just I just see like like on the listing here. He's got God of War PS4. That's intriguing. I mean, I own a PC now, but. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I did see, uh, you know, I guess they got a couple of days here. Uh, Steam is actually giving away ARC. If, if you've not ever had the first ARC, it's been around forever now, but um, it's, been, it's on Game Pass as well. But I, I do know Steam's giving away ARC. That's probably the only change from, from last week that would be notable. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, too, uh, on the community questions, I know last week uh, you guys could not find them on Facebook. I had some from the week before, so I kind of threw a couple of those in there. So some of these questions might be a week old, but I just wanted to be able to get to them. Um, a lot of them from Brian Telb Jr. And uh, Brian, Brian's first question, he says, are you going to get that new turtle game that comes out this week? What fucking turtle? Like a ninja turtle um, game? No. Yeah, Hell so no. It's, like a, it's like a Turtles in Time game, uh, side-scrolling beat-em-up, I believe. Uh, it, com- it is coming to Game Pass, so we will wow. get it. <laughs> oh, we'll know, get it, but be- I'm not buying it. Why the fuck would you buy that if it's coming to Game Pass? And he did say that he ordered it, and I don't think he knew it was coming to Game Pass. I think it was just announced. <laughs> well, but, that, uh, sucks. <laughs> that would suck to like buy it and then be like, oh, it's coming to Game Pass now. Ooh. I wonder if he could. I wonder if he was able to refund it fast enough after Ryan told him it was coming to Game Pass. He might be able hmm. to, or maybe he just wanted to support it. He did say it was one of the only four-person cabinet games that he he never beat. I I have beat that actually. Um, the place uh, I like to go to, there's like these video game bar arcade places, and and a lot of them because all the games are free, and so those quarter munchers like that where you die a lot and you're putting a lot of quarters in, like Double Dragon, Turtles in Time, stuff like that. You can play them for free, so you can just put unlimited credits in and just keep going as long as you got drinks and stuff going on. So I actually have played all the way through the Turtles in Time game on the arcade. Um, good time. It gets kind of old after a while, but, it, you know, it'd actually be probably more fun to sit and play in the living room than, than sitting or hitting the buttons over and over in an arcade, staying in there. After a while, you get kind of tired of standing and playing where, you know, you could just sit down and play. I, I'll definitely check it out. I'm I'm excited to play. I, I I like those kind of games. I think it'll be fun. 
Now that Jesus came, I don't. I don't feel like those little side scrolling beat up no, games. I don't care much. You're you're too you're too young to enjoy those games. I think. No, no, I I, I I had some on my Nintendo. Like when I when I when I had my Nintendo when I was a kid, I had a few of those. Even my Sega, dude, I had some some of those yeah. side scroller games. I don't know. I I think a lot of those games were just so like. The arcade is what made them games. Like, yeah, I remember going and playing them in the arcade, and they were so fun and so addictive because you just kept pumping quarters into them. And that's what they were designed to do. You know what I mean? They were, you would die pretty quick, and you just give it another quarter, you know, give it another quarter, and you keep on playing, kind of thing. But yeah, so it would be kind of fun to go back and relive that again and, and to see if it's like a modern uh, take on it. So, uh, Brian also wants to know, Jesus, what's your go to food to cheer you up? I love tacos. Mm, tacos. I like some good tacos, too. Tacos are bomb, man. They cheer me up all the time. Tacos are the shit. All kinds of tacos. Carnitas tacos, carne asada tacos, chicken tacos. We, we have a couple of restaurants here I like to go to that are like, I call them expensive tacos. Maybe you wouldn't, Jesus, but they're like five bucks a piece. Oh, that's expensive like a, like tacos. A, but they're like all really fresh ingredients. And they're really good, yeah. but... They get kind of pricey, you know, because they're not, they're not real big, you know, they're yeah. kind of small. And so it's like three bites and the taco's gone. And, you know, it's like five bucks. And then that's again, yeah, there's order. a few places like that that I've been to where like the, the food is supposed to be like health food. So they, they fucking charge the shit out of you for it or whatever. And, and it's you can good. definitely tell if these are fresh, you know, like the, the tomatoes very fresh and they just, yeah. They, they taste. I really mean, those good. are good, but I always but, like a, a good taco from like a fucking just a Mexican ass taco place, man. Or like a Mexican music blaring. No one really understands what you're saying. They understand what you're saying in English right. because all you're saying is tacos and they understand that much, but none of the cooks in the back really know English. You know, you see the waiter, or the person who took your order going back there and telling them in Spanish. That really right? authentic. Yeah. That's what I want. I want some fucking, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Authentic stuff. For me, I don't. I don't think there's really. I don't. Never really uh, had food cheer me up. You know, like I've never had anything be going. Oh, oh like ice cream. I'm in a mood. I, I don't. I actually do not like ice cream. So oh, come I'm on, not, I'm not an ice cream oh, person. Man. Ice cream is I'm good. I'm not the one. That, I'm not the one that sit down and eat a bowl of ice cream like the like cliche. You know. So I don't know. Um, what about like uh, candy or something? I don't know. Man. No, I mean nothing really. Like to sit and cheer me up. Like if I was in a depressed mood, no, going, oh, I would like this. Maybe a good steak or something like that. But I don't know if it even cheer me up. You know, I can have times where I crave a good steak or I want to go out, but I can't think of anything that could actually like cheer me up. You know, like oh yeah. Uh, moving yeah. on, uh, Darren Hilton. He said he wants to know. He says, at what point do we start riding bikes to work? Or buying a go kart, or maybe riding a lawnmower with these gas and diesel prices. Pretty soon, I feel like um, <laughs> I, right. I, I wouldn't be able to do that because I mean I work so far away from my house. Like, like likewise, like I work like I have to drive to like one, two, three, four, five, six towns or cities to get to my work, and then seven if I include Portland where my work is at. I have to I pretty much have to drive through all of it like across the entire city to get to the other side to where my work is. So, I mean, it would be, it would be a long bike ride. It would be like a 
three hour bike ride or something, dude. It would be a long bike ride, man. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It'd probably take at least three hours. Yeah, I think I live a little bit further away than you. I think we talked about this off air before and like my, my drive is about eighty a mile round trip. About forty <laughs> mile one way. That's a long way, dude. It's a long bike ride. Or a scooter ride. I don't know. Um I I have seen though, mm-hmm. the funny as it is, I have seen uh I remember driving downtown one time though like like two weeks ago. There was a guy at a convenience store with a lawnmower, like parked to the side, like in the car parking spot. It was like a riding lawnmower. And I'm like, I had to do a double take. Uh, I was, uh, okay, you know. This is but, probably went to go get some beer or something. I, I, I do know like in Florida, you know, uh, golf carts are the thing. That that probably wouldn't be so bad. I think golf cart would probably be my first option. At least, you know, because those are just electric too, you know. You can just charge it and yeah, and, and go and then just not go far, just to town and back, whatever, because... I know, I know, I know myself. I have not gotten the Camaro out as often because it, it gets a little pricey. You know, I want to drink. I guess I want to get my motorcycle endorsement. I, I really do. So I think mm-hmm. I'm going to sign up for a class because in Oregon you have to take a class to get your endorsement or whatever for like a few days. You have to take like a class, to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, you got to do the same thing. You know how you got to get a, li- a motorcycle's license, but you got to take yeah. classes beforehand. Yeah, so it's like a two day class, four hours each day. They teach you how to ride the motorcycle and. They pretty much just want to make sure you don't get a fucking crash the first time you get on one and kill yourself. So they kind of teach you about him or whatever. And then, so I'm going to go do that. And uh, I want to get a motorcycle. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I would probably only ride it like probably honestly like three or two months out of the year because it's every other fucking Yeah, you're, you're going to be limited because you have you got the cold weather there. Yeah, too, it's so always raining like, here too, man. Like, you don't want to fucking ride a motorcycle in the rain, dude. Like, can you imagine that? Fuck that. I've seen people yeah. do it, though. i see people out there riding motorcycles in the fucking rain. I'm like, you're crazy, dude. That would suck. That would suck like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah that, that's... Yeah. I remember uh, thinking about stuff like that the other day. I went to this uh, hypercar show. Like, they showed, like, the most prestigious cars in the world, you know, like these cars were nuts. Uh, I did watch a video on this one Bugatti they had there and there's yeah. only 40 of them and it's, it's valued at $8 million. Yeah. I saw it, but, but right, but right, but right beside it, they had another McLaren and this McLaren is called an Elba and it's a weirdest looking car. Jesus. It has no front windshield. And I was watching it thinking that's crazy. It looks like a hot wheels car for one thing, but without a front windshield on it, like, the bugs hitting you in the face and debris. Can you imagine just going down the road and yeah. something getting kicked up off a car and oh, just like man, just hit hitting you in the, you in the head? You know, like, rock. yeah, <laughs> you, know, you get a stone chip in your windshield. Okay. But you can imagine getting a stone <laughs> hit you in the face, you know, yeah. like, like it's, it's such a weird concept. Um, it just made me think of that about the motorcycle thing is, you know, you're going in the rain, you know, the rain hit you. That, it hurts and bugs hurt. Like you ever get, you ever have your arm out the window of your car? And you get hit by a bug, that, that can sting. Yeah. You know, you're doing a motorcycle is completely different. But, yeah, that car is kind of wild. It didn't have any kind of front windshield. That car is fast. It has 815 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. The other one I looked at, they had their, they had all these cars. So they had these million-dollar cars. There's $100 million in cars at this event I was at here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, it was called The Event 2. They have a big YouTube channel up on it. Um, there's some guys that live here in Dublin that have $40 million in hypercars. And so they kind of put on the event. 
And so they had like 40 or 50 McLarens there and they had Lamborghinis and Ferraris and all that kind of stuff was there. So to see it all in person. It was kind of neat. Maybe want to go home and play, go play Trismo or Forza, you know, like to jump in those cars and be like, Oh, look at me. I'm driving one of these. I just saw one today, but it just this crazy <laughs> amount of money on cars. Like I said, that one car was $8 million, you know, yeah, like $8 million are... in one car. It's a, it's a Bugatti Diva or Debo or something like that. They call it. It's uh it's a, it was 1500 horsepower and 1200 pound feet of torque. <laughs> yeah. This, this, uh, that one McLaren that you were talking about cost, one point six million, one point six nine million, and yeah, that's and that's and that, and that doesn't include like taxes, any options you can add to it, and like the cost to ship it to where you're at. <laughs> yeah, and you have to wear a helmet while driving it. You wear like a motorcycle. Yeah, but but it comes with uh, if you watch this one video on it, it comes with a pair of sunglasses you can put. On. They're like goggles, They're cool. like you can put on it in like a little aviator style goggles you can put on while you're driving in case you forget your sunglasses. I'd rather wear a you, fucking. You're still gonna get hit in the face with something. I'd rather, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather wear like a motorcycle helmet or something as I'm riding that fucking yeah. thing around. <laughs> it actually has storage in the back for one helmet. Like there you go. that's there. it. You get one spot. <laughs> Sorry, dude. So, Sorry to your passenger. <laughs> you just gotta wear it all the time. You can't leave it like. Sorry, dude, you're going to have to wear this helmet. That's what you get for a million and a half dollars. I don't know. But uh, just the last question, Jesus, we got one more from Brian Tobin Jr. He <laughs> says, do you think any of the arcade units are worth a cost, or would you pay for a rebuilt one with all the game on it? Um... I'm assuming it means like a rebuilt one with all the games. Like, you know, you have the ones that... I know, like, Micro Center has ones you can build yourself. And it has like a, like so many games on it. Like it'll have like a hundred games in it. That I don't know. I mean, uh, I think he's talking about like the arcade one ups, right? The ones you see like at the yeah. store or whatever. So those are like anywhere between five hundred to like a thousand dollars or more. Um, I mean, I you can. I'm not a fan myself. I think they look a little small. You know, like if it was maybe a full size. Like I know they're decent. Yeah. But they're still like what are they like three or four foot tall? Yeah, they're not like, quite. So you'd have to get the stand that goes underneath. You get the stand it and, and it goes underneath it. Yeah, I mean, but they have I, like I every. I don't know about the quality of. They have like too, every. Like, uh, run. I'm looking at their website and they have like all the big licenses you can think of in terms of like arcade games. They got like all of them. They have like Mortal Kombat, Pac Man. They got. They even have a Pong one that's like a. It's an actual like a. It's not stand up. It like it's like a table. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. To have. They got they got that one. They have they have like the I, I've they seen got the golf one. Well, they got the Simpsons. They got Tron. They got all of them. They got all the big ones that you can think of in terms of arcade, and they do have pinball ones as well. But how much? So I'm looking at the Star Wars one. See what the cost. So six hundred bucks. It's normally seven hundred and fifty bucks. So you save one hundred and fifty bucks. What would a pinball machine cost? A couple thousand. Probably. Let's look up Star Wars. <laughs> I'm gonna say vague, but probably three to five thousand. I could be way wrong. I don't know. This is off the top of my head. Uh, so starting at five thousand, going up to eleven thousand. Mm. So yeah, I mean. I guess if you don't want to buy an actual pinball machine, you buy one of these. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's My a lot of money. Too, 
if you pay five thousand for a pinball machine and if it breaks, you know, because they do break, then yep. how do you fix it? You know, you gotta have somebody come out. Yep, you gotta have like some kind of technician come out. Probably some somebody that probably just does that for a living. They work on pinball machines or something. You know, like you gotta find the one guy in your city or your state that does that. Have you know that guy is making money. I remember yeah. when I was a yeah. kid, I worked in a grocery store and they had these new cash registers. And uh, that's back when they had the ones that are like not the old school where you had to put a price on it. It just had the scanners, you know, you know like in your typical cash register. Now these yeah. things, this guy had come out and he was the only guy in Ohio for like for the most part that would work on these ones. And so he had to come to our store and work on them. And I can't remember what the, the hourly rate was, but it was not cheap. You know, <laughs> and it was like, you imagine getting to be that one guy to get to come and, yeah. work on that piece of equipment and you're the actual one of the few guys that know how to work on it well in my old job there was um this this machine that we used it was a lathe it was a, a harding a harding mm-hmm. i don't know how you pronounce the name but it was a lathe it was a big machine that was a machine you know cut metal and shed bars or whatnot two pieces you can mill shit with it and i know that for a fact that that machine every time it broke down it they had to pay this one guy. He was the only fucking guy in like the state of Oregon and Washington that could do it. <laughs> and they would have to pay him per hour to come out and diagnose it first and then and then work on it. And he was making a lot of money per hour, dude. More than a hundred yeah. bucks an hour. Like more than a hundred bucks an hour. Like think of like probably like a hundred and seventy bucks an hour, not more. Plus Plus parts and all that. Like, can you imagine that? Like, like, that's a good thing to know, man. When you're the only person that can do the one thing and the people need that machine to make their money, they're going to pay you to fix that fucking machine. And sometimes, yeah, he, it, and sometimes it would take him like two or three days to do it, man. So he would be working on it for like nine hours one day, leave to go get parts, come back the next day, work on it for another fucking nine hours leave and come back the next day work on it for another six hours and that's like fucking a shitload of hours worth of work you know and think of how much he's you got paid for trial, he's probably getting travel time and everything else as well <laughs> yeah like imagine the, like how much money you made in three days just working on one stupid machine man that's insane but i tell you what he knew his shit about that machine like he knew everything about that machine he could take it apart put it back together not even have to look at blueprints or nothing. He would just know everything about that fucking thing. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I guess the moral of the story is learn how to work on something really good, people, and be the only one that knows how to do it, and people are fucked. They have to use you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, shit. That's that's all the community questions we have, Jesus. Nice. Well, I guess with that being said, it's time for us to leave, Mayo. Yeah. And, uh, you can find Gunny Chief in Hawaii if you're out there. <laughs> yeah, find, yeah, go to Hawaii, guys. Find him. Find him out there. Pictures. I want to know if he's really there. You know, maybe he's just lying to us, Jesus. Really we, need, we need proof. He, he, needs needs to, he needs to bring us back a souvenir from Hawaii. He what does. Do you think? Yeah, he needs to bring us. Gunny, that's your job. If you're in Hawaii, you bring us a souvenir. He needs you know, to validate his trip. He needs to go on top of a volcano or something and take a picture of himself. <laughs> and I don't want no Photoshop, Gunny. No fucking Photoshop, dude. 
Right. He photoshops himself on top of like a huge mountain. <laughs> oh, I do have to throw out there. Um, it made me think about him in his Jeep. You know, that, that picture you put on Facebook about the Jeep on top of the house. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. <laughs> the one where he's like, <laughs> like right, where somebody like, come and get gunny or something like yeah. that. <laughs> So like when Jeep drivers when when you fucking you tell someone's a Jeep owner they're fucking like driving their car on top of everything it's on top of yeah. a house. <laughs> yeah, and we'll know too, Jeep. Like, we see your portrait in Hawaii, and if it's got your Jeep in the background, we're gonna, we're gonna be a little suspect over yeah, here. Like, yeah, how'd you get your Jeep over there, Gunny? What if he got a Jeep as a rental because he likes right. Jeep so much? He was going to the rental store when we talked to him earlier. He was. He might have rented a Jeep. It wouldn't make sense. Popular? They probably are popular. Yeah, they probably are because you know it's warm over there. You could take the top off whenever. You just yeah. yeah, I figured they might be. They got lots of beaches and stuff. You probably drive them on the beach. You You don't want to get stuck on the beach. Well, maybe, but then you just grab another Jeep and have it pull it out. Could, could you see Gunny being the guy though? Because I remember him in his story about you know getting get one get Jeep his... stuck. He go out there on the beach and he get the Jeep stuck, and he has to be the the tourist that has to have his Jeep pulled off the beach. He's a he's a fake Jeeper. They know he's a fucking he's a tourist. They're like, come on, man. We know you're not from here. You drove your you like, Jeep you, over like, here. Like you got it too close to the shoreline to so yeah. get that wet, soft, you know, <laughs> sand where it, like the Jeep just sinks down into it. And just then he's stuck. like, I could do it. I could do it. I, I know what I know what I'm doing. He's driving out there. He just gets stuck. He's like, I, I have a Jeep. I, I own one. <laughs> I, I got this. <laughs> Throw this fucking four, four by four real quick. Let's go. <laughs> Then he'd be like, I don't understand. It works in Mud Runner. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, shit. Anyways, Gunny, have fun in Hawaii, but you can yes. find him on everything as Gunny Chief. And uh, yeah, on Twitter is Kane Marston, which is fucking like really weird, but okay. And uh, where can we find you, man? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Discord and Steam and the Xbox app uh, as the Mayo or the Mayo one. Uh, let's look for the you know, logo. Same logo I have everywhere. Uh, it's a little jar of mayonnaise on the on the profile pic. Uh, there's not too many males around there, so uh, mainly Discord. Find me over there, or like you guys said last week, wherever you can find you guys, you're probably gonna find my name attached to you guys somewhere there. So yeah, you're gonna find all three of us that way. What about you, Jesus? Find me on everything as Jesus walks a lot. I'll be playing some Ready or Not for sure this week. And uh, maybe some, definitely some more battlefield. I gotta, I gotta rank up that battle pass. Now I got like a, now I have like a commitment to this man. <laughs> like now I have to rank up the I, battle I pass. A list. Now I have to do these missions, and I gotta like, I gotta destroy that vehicle to get those points, and I gotta like revive twenty people. I got a list now. I gotta follow these missions to do now. Maybe maybe I should jump into a game and I'll just run around in front of you and you can just revive just me over and over. Me I, just, I just run out in front of bullets and just die and let you revive me. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, anyways, I'll be playing some of that and uh, find me on everything. And as Gidget would say, peace out, Brussels sprouts. I hope you all have an amazing week. Happy Father's Day to the fathers out there, which is, is it this weekend? Yeah, the 19th. This this weekend. I know it's close to my birthday because every so often it'll fall on my birthday. So my birthday is a Saturday. I'll be turning a ripe old 31. 31, male. 31, finally. You know how old I was when this podcast started? I was mm. 22. Wow, look at you. 
I, I was 22. It's nine years almost. Nine, yeah, nine years. Oh, man, that's a long time. Just now crazy. You're starting to feel old. That's now, crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy saying that. Like, it's been nine. It's been nine years. It's been nine years. I like that lady in Titanic where she's like, "It's been eighty-nine years." Like, it's been nine years. Oh shit! Oh fuck! Oh shit! Bye, bye, everyone. Cheers to nine more years, man. I'll be here for nine more years. 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 Nine more years.